what? I sat all the way back, bro. Oh no. Oh, You're doing shit. it again. Yeah? I'm doing it. Don't oh. worry. You, you said you didn't want the the gate applied anymore. So yeah, no, I, it's I fine. I'm just gonna that. sit here. Okay. Yeah, you just don't. You'll just don't use it on me. Oh, I'm okay. Fucking, okay. You, if you want to use it on other people, that's fine. But I don't. Use like it what? On like, me. A, like a like a like a noise gate? Yeah. 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 yeah nice Stop. Gate. Because this I, asshole, I might need... this piece of shit, <laughs> does that. And That'll come through the, the through the nose, nose gate as well. Yes. Yeah. That's another one. I, I, you, you could give me a, a small noise gate, like a, a, like a gentle one. Just I usually because, do, like, yeah. I've got, yeah, yeah, I've got like, they, it's fucking hot. Oh Sorry my god, you piece of shit. <laughs> Hello? Okay, let me just... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Island Gems. I am your host, Jay! It's gonna be one... <laughs> and I'm accompanied by my best friend. Welcome back, guys. <laughs> Episode 18, we dog. did it. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> You'll fix that in post, right? Yeah, oh, yeah no, I'm just going to lower is, it. All this is just like that. one giant fucking. It actually does thing. look like that. I'll take a picture and post it. <laughs> it's crazy. Right. Anyway, hi, hello. Hi, hi, hi. hi. Welcome, welcome, hi, hello. Hello. William. Welcome back. Is this your second yes. episode or your third episode? Uh, second episode. Second episode. Yeah. Second episode. That's good, man. It's good. Well, I guess actually, actually, no, third episode. Yeah, because, because we, we, say, yeah. we did review The Witcher, but before that, we did the Guts versus Griffith debate. Yeah, yep. here we go. Yep. So I guess yeah, this yeah. is your. It, when you did the review, were you on for the full episode? Um. Yeah. You were. No. You were. Yeah, because the there? review was. Just, the f- well, the rev- no, it wasn't the full episode. No, no it wasn't okay. the so full this episode. Is like yeah, the, this I'm pretty is like sure f- we brought them halfway yeah, in halfway. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. so then this yeah, is yeah, like yeah. full. Yeah, this is full. I'm, I'm, I'm here. In, I'm in here for the long haul, baby. That's, that's it. good, man. Yeah. That's good. How you doing today? Yeah, I, How you feeling? Uh, I'm doing okay. It's just definitely been a a busy, cluttered day, gym day, running a bunch of errands. But I'm glad I was able to make get home and make it in time. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Good. And and uh, you know me throwing this at you last minute. Yeah, like that's usual. that's like last minute like usual. No, it's fine. I have my a few notes. I actually took notes this time, like a, a semi professional. Well. You know, yeah, no, I got it. So, Not me. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you. I have no thoughts. Raul's job is to sit there and look cute, yeah, and then make the audio sound good afterwards. Exactly, yeah. you're doing great. Buddy. Literally, literally, Jay screaming the intro like that made me want to leave and never do this again. I feel like I feel like there is this 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 charm, or I like to think that it's, people love those intros. People tune in for the first five seconds of the podcast. You're like, that was great. And then you just don't listen to anything else. No, like, yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. no, genuinely, Jay screaming like that. I'm like, I wanted to show this episode off to people. Now I might not do, I might have to warn everybody and be like, it's really obnoxious for the first time. It's very like, obnoxious. You come, you come, you know what you, you know what you came here, here for. You know, they, my fans I, I know. Guess. Our, our, our 28 fans, we're almost at 20, at 30. They well, the people who here. come here to listen to me, they might be put off by that. Is what I'm well, saying. That's well, the thing. That's fine. They'll 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 come for the will. They'll stay for the J. And row. <laughs> and row. And row. Wow, you really forgot about me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well. See, it's not my podcast. It's yeah, um, yeah. I'm just here. No, it we're is not, your we're podcast. Not having, it is your we're not having this conversation. We are we are doing this thing, Will. I don't know if you knew this. We're okay. gonna try and do an episode two times a month, and I'm gonna say this as more, as often as possible, so I can hold ourselves accountable. And it's we're going to keep every first episode of the month, which is this one, 
mm. on topic and we have some topics this, the second episode can be about like nothing we can just sit there and just do whatever but the first yeah. episode is going to be on topic james and that's why we brought you here because we want to talk about a lot of stuff like cyberpunk red we want to talk about um yeah, that's, yeah, that's, um, yeah absolutely uh, 2077 stuff because I know you've been playing that too. Uh, the oh, yeah. Batman because that's like the sensation that's been taking over our lives, and sure. uh, then we can navigate the waters from there. Um, yeah. So, so, so there's yeah, just something in the way. That, that's that's the idea. That's the plan. There is something in the way. There is something in the way. We don't have Lee today, so there's no soundboard. Just saying, you guys no know. soundboard today. Sorry, it's gonna be the reason why there's no soundboard is more my fault than Lisa's fault because I I wiped my computer because every day I was having like OS like crashes and it got to a point where it was just like every fix I applied didn't fix it. Right. Uh, I was like uh, I have yeah, to reinstall Windows like I just oh, has to happen good. and oh, I forgot to save the the yeah. audio files. Yeah, but that's probably not worth saving anyways. <clears throat> um, what the audio files? Yeah. Just fucking um, because sure. you can just um get new ones. We can fresh start. You know? Yeah, that's that's true. That's All we true. need is the um, the song that we used. Yeah, which and then have that's that like the song I made, episode. which I'll just download. Yeah, and again, then the so. other one, I like right, the other right. one a lot. The one where it's like, uh, the following program. I, oh I yeah, know. yeah, I can get that. Yeah, it's that it's within cool. the. You got the essential soundboard. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but I'm gonna so, miss uh, the the fucking <laughs> um. The Irishman, yeah, and the mmm, mm, so good, so good and tasty. <laughs> Those are great. Those are fun. Anyways, Will, let's talk about Cyberpunk Red. Let's talk about Cyberpunk that. Red. Yes, so, Cyberpunk Red. Let, let, let me. I guess if I, I'm no. gonna introduce a segment. Um, Cyberpunk Red, the tabletop RPG that has been out since uh, 2020, 2019, around there, right? Was that when it was in beta? I think it was in beta around 2019, and it was officially released around 2020. I remember kind of Some, like that. Something like that. I might be it, off it, by was, year. That's fine. I, was, I think fair. Red was officially released in 2021, and it was in beta in 2019, right? It took right. about two years to yeah, go for Yeah, about that. About that, yeah. Uh, yeah. We finally played it in its full version. I mean, we've been playing yes. 2020 for a long time, and mm. for the, the we when we were gonna do Red, I wanted to really do it justice. So we ended up playing some other board games. Uh, we played The Witcher. We played Cthulhu. We played everything. Some homebrews. Um, we did a, a Half-Life homebrew. We did a Halo homebrew. So there was a lot of homebrews we did on the way, and we finally got to play Red. And we want to talk about that because I feel like you know. Well, first of all. The book was graciously donated to us yes. by the guys over at Artel Sorian Games. And Sorian Games, thank you so to, much. Definitely, yes, thank you so much. Um, very grateful, very grateful. And and right off the bat, it's it's such a good game. But we really want to get into like the details of it. Um, sure. So we'll break it just, down. Let's break it break it down for me. First impressions. What do you feel? Uh, so for Cyberpunk Red. I think the the word that I would use for uh, every th- the little bits that I had read in the rule book and just everything that was told to me, like f- from you and from others and everything, is really just presentation is the word that comes to mind. You know, like red comes out the gate. You know, in, in this sort of post Cyberpunk twenty twenty world of like, you're in the time of the red. You know, like it's things are really boshed and fucked up but also they're not but like you're in this weird space between 2020 and 2077 and there's a that's a 57 year gap where you can do a lot of things right yeah a lot of stuff can happen and for red it really gives this impression to me that especially as 
society, you know, in our own world has updated and kind of proceeded with the times, obviously, and it's not a bunch of rule books made in the 80s and the 90s and everything. And how, like, prosthetics have developed and, and updated and how just technology is updated and how we've moved further into a real-life dystopia, unfortunately, and all these other kind of things. I think Red provides an interesting reflection to that. And it, it comes out in a lot of the stories that I've seen, especially with the uh, a lot of the characters, like in the Black Dog story, for example. Right. Which the, all, I, I'm, ter- I'm told that, like, Mike Pondsmith, I believe, like, they worked on them, and every bit of cyberware that they have is based on real-life prosthetics, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, we couldn't say that originally, but now it's, like, it's so updated where it's, like, yeah. oh, it's you know. I think it's interesting as well because it feels yeah. like um, where I think, Raul, you and I, we tried playing 2020, not Red, a long okay. time ago when you made that C-SWAT guy. Remember him? Yeah, I do. And um, I, I remember that you connected it in a way that was really impressive because I wasn't aware that there were other people playing. Like, that wasn't really... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, 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 the thing we did, Will, was that we were playing... Um, yeah. We kind of played it... Um, the, the term is played... Play per text, I think that's the term they use mm. online. Uh, essentially, yeah, we did. It's like a text adventure. Basically, we were on oh, Discord, sure, sure, sure. yeah. And but that, that's just kind of like the term I keep seeing. So I, I'm just, that's why I threw that in there. But basically, we were on Discord, and I had different player or different people make different characters, right? And yeah, we weren't right. always playing at the same time. But I was kind of DMing them in different inter- like I would DM Raul a little bit today, mm-hmm. and then maybe tomorrow my other friend would be like, okay, like uh, he'd say he'd reply, right? Because that's that's what they call it play through re- play through text or like because yeah, yeah. I it's don't a- reply to them until they reply to me. Mm-hmm, there right. is no like it's, a, it's, a, it's it's a lot like a written role play exactly online. exactly. Yeah, I'm not yeah, it, we're not cool meeting at five. Just whenever you're ready, just send a reply, and Which that's kind of yeah. how we did. Like very super, convenient. Yeah, convenient because I know that D and D is. Is plagued with like fucking time issues. Oh, that's really the does. real boss. The real yeah, boss. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's like, like, can we can we schedule can we schedule for next week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we can we actually no? I, I actually can't, have some to do that today. night. Can, can, yeah. Like, can we yeah. can we play for two point five hours on this it's night tough, and then come tough. back? It is the worst. It is the worst thing when it comes it to. It really is, yeah. and mm-hmm. but I feel like that was really fun. So the way I kind of did it was that like Raul's actions were somehow invo- like pushing the narrative on another character and that other character was somehow involved so every so often i was like okay guys i need you like i'm gonna bring someone else in all right right this mm. you didn't see this yeah. coming so i'll meet mm. you in 15 minutes and then boop and then it was like a more active role play for a while and then it's like okay we're done and then i'd split it up again and right yeah so and getting it getting getting to do it through like the, the written word like that also allows for a lot more uh, premeditation and like planning on yeah. where you want things to go and, and how these like oh this person did these things for these consequences and now we can have that boil over into this it gives time for it yeah it's not just like shooting out of the the hip like usual yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which which improv is very fun of course as we all yeah know. <clears throat> especially our friends of the show listening in you know as you know it's very fun and you know that's that's half the charm of playing you know D or tabletop or anything like that but premeditation and really thinking about more meaningfully being able to think about what you want to say and how you want to react to stuff is always mm-hmm. good. So, do you remember? And obviously, that in, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, in through the written word, you also don't have to worry about doing voices. Oh yeah, really yeah, which is also somehow better. Some sometimes better for some people. It's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember I the? Feel uh, like that, uh, that should have been the way your friend, uh, 
who DM'd for the first time and like had no experience ever. Maybe that's Melvin. the way he should have done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my boy Melvin. We were talking about him a few days ago. Hello, he should have he should have done it that way first and then yeah for sure you know maybe (laughs) (laughs) you know colonel did a whole puerto rico cyberpunk tabletop through text for a while it was insane you made like a map in it for for it did you did you play no, no, I. No? But I saw him like making the map. Dude, it like, was too good. It was like I thought it was like, oh, it's just a little joke because we're playing in Puerto Rico, and he mm-hmm. had already done a Super Seattle place, right? Which I also mm-hmm. adopted into what we're playing now in Red. Um, and he made um, Generic City One, which is just GC One or something like that, you know. And it was like, okay, whatever. Like it, it's, but we're essentially in Night City. It still feels like Night City, you know. Right. Yeah, it right. doesn't matter. It's just You're in cyber Puerto Rico. Exa- no, no, but yeah. this is like he took yeah. the island, right? And he's like, okay. And he made it work. He made it work. He added so that's, much yeah. flair. Yeah, cool. And and I remember we were playing, and he's like, here's a reference picture. I'm like, how did you get this? This doesn't feel legal, uh, Colonel. He's like, don't worry about it. And like he made <laughs> okay. it so like half of the island Cut that out, was Raul. Like, Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> he made it so like all, there was like, all these unique gangs that had like um, this like hierarchy and um, and like this part in the world with this backstory and why they're here and it was like right. the fucking there was like these Vietnamese dudes that essentially took place of like what would be like the yakuza or the tri- or the, the triad and they were off of like an island not the yeah, sorry off the island on, on like a half sunken boat and they would run like their headquarters from there. And it was like a oh, casino cool. sort of thing. And yeah, um, that's really cool. There were the Weebs, which were like a poser gang representative of Weeb culture in Puerto Rico. So it kind of made sense with the culture here and also sure, had this like sure. cyberpunk aspect to it. Um, mm. I, there was another gang, which were like the Metaleros, which were like um, very like America bros, like Militech dudes oh. with cyberware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That was crazy cool too. I remember being able to yeah homebrew like being able to homebrew in like pre-existing universes like that is really fun it's very that, fun it's very fun yeah. and colonel really always he homebrews a lot and he always knocks yeah. it out of the park i remember the craziest thing he did um was that there's this city in um puerto rico that's kind of like guaynabo you know guaynabo raul yeah you know guaynabo has like a rep of like being where the rich boys live, even though yeah, it's actually yeah. Dorado, but whatever. Guaynabichos. The Guaynabichos. The Guaynabichos. So they, um, uh, so he took Guaynabo City in Puerto mm. Rico and he was like, oh, so since Puerto Rico's so fucked and contaminated, you know, all the rich people can't live in Guaynabo City. So mm. he added a second story to Guaynabo City <laughs> and yeah. that's where all the rich people live. And it's like Damn, a city and on top of the city. Yeah. And you have to take like a, a fucking like an L car elevator up, and it's like super clean air and whatever because it's in the sky. And I was like, Damn, yeah, okay, you really went, you really went hard on this. That's super cool. But um, but that's a tangent. The point sure. is, is that um, you you played twenty twenty. I do remember that role. Yeah, you had a SWAT character. What was his name? Do you remember that? Uh, it was something super like action hero movie thing. It was, it was like. like Torch swat uh, cat no crash like, beef mix lab crash born something crash like that born with a K crash it born. sounds yeah I think that it was that. really close yeah very action Jackson you know like fucking yeah. movie hero <laughs> yeah it was pretty like, kind of like Commando and Arnold 
Schwarzenegger and yeah. like stuff like that. And like, it's, all it's like, very on brand for Raul's character creation. It's very on <laughs> it was yeah. dope. It was dope as fuck because it was like, yeah. you know, every 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 deployment. Sorry, every time you played, it was like, oh, it's a deployment. We're on the helicopter, All right, boys? You know, like yeah, yeah. You know, fast roping down, flashbangs in. It yeah, was pretty yeah. dope. Um, right. I was but, basically um, playing door kickers, in other yeah, words, but like essentially, even in cyberpunk. Um, but, but yeah, um, Cyberpunk 2020 is similar to like, what is it? Cyberpunk 2019 is the first version? Yeah. 2013. 2013. Very, uh, product of its time. Absolutely. And it was a great game and I have no issues with it at all. But Red is so beginner friendly it like it there's so many things about Cyberpunk Red that I'm like this makes perfect sense, you know? Mm. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember I 2020 being very visceral and very like oh fuck, like very yeah. hard as well. Red is Is that close. still present in, in Red or It is. Red is very visceral and hard, but there's also things mm. about it that you're like that like it, it's like this is a game. So mm. now there's here's some logical game elements to it now. Okay. Sure. You know what I mean? Like mm. uh, the, the skill tree um, is more. Um, I, I don't want to use the word ergonomic, but I think that's the word I'm going to use. Okay. You know, that's that's, a, that's an interesting word for it. Yeah, I th- I think so. It it definitely seems more complicated than 2020's leveling system, but that was like seems by design. By design, yeah, but like also sure. um, not. Uh, there, there's actual like. I guess it's broken down into better categories. Yeah, so yeah That's yeah, the yeah. one thing I'll there's say. Like it's categorized. Too. Like for like like yeah. for example, the, the remo- removing attractiveness and movement allowance straight up from like the oh, stats. Oh fuck yeah, I remember that yes. from twenty twenty. Yeah, no. But yeah, like they still keep uh, like some attractive skills in there, so it's like oh you can have personal right. grooming and stuff, and like that makes sense because like right. you want to make it, you want to incentivize your players to dress a certain way, and you want to mm, get right. more perks like in Fallout when you put the glasses on, right? right? <laughs> Yeah. It provides more like of a personal autonomy to the player as opposed to attractiveness has like a as like a mother stat. It's like, oh yeah, well, you rolled like a one, so you're just ugly. It's like, yeah. well, I don't, I don't really want my character to be ugly, but you know, it's that whole. But now thing I gotta put is. like, so, but I don't want to put ten points into my attractiveness because that's a waste of points. Right. So there's yeah, some stuff there that makes sense now. Um, sure. I also found that. Um, well, I, I guess I'm just going into the gameplay elements. I'll talk about that later. Um, but I did want to also mention that the book itself, because you were talking about Black Dog, and yes. that's something we see in a lot of the modern um, uh, handbooks, is that there's like short yeah. stories ingrained into it. Yes. And um, yeah, you're not aware of this, Raul, because I don't think you obviously haven't read the Cyberpunk Red book, mm-hmm. but there's like three different short stories there that are just awesome, you know? And right. it's even, and they're, they're so well done. It's not just like a little, like, I'm going to talk in character here. No, it's like four or five pages. Boom. Like, here's a, here's some short story lore to make it, to give you an understanding of what the world is like. And also, right. like, this is this actual story of the time Alt got kidnapped and Johnny couldn't save her, you know? It's like, that's right. dope. Because then you end up playing that in the game. And it serves as, I, I don't know if this, is, I don't know if this exists because we have played a lot of games that are in existing universes, but we haven't played video games that fill a gap within that. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like a companion piece. Remember when movies yes. would come out and they had a companion yes. video game that was like a prequel uh, yeah. to the movie? Yeah. 
You know what I right. mean? Not the uh-huh. fucking movie game, but like no, a no, prequel yeah. to the movie game. That if you play the game, the movie kind of like makes a little bit more sense now. Yeah. Sure. That shit. That's no, no, kind of the- what Red is like. The perfect example of that is my favorite technical movie tie-in game is The Warriors by Rockstar, one of their best, most underrated games. Oh yeah, because it's it's an tie-in, adaption of the word. movie. Yeah, it's it's an adaption of the movie, but like fifty percent of the game is just a giant prequel that makes it like way better. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, like think, Red Red uh, really tied in Star- a lot of awesome stuff. I think Star yeah. Wars Battlefront. The first yeah. one did that. I yeah. think it was a prequel yeah, to yeah. like the the episode the fucking, three. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh, this is how. Um, yeah. And it was dope. I really, yeah. With 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 rule books now, like, I love being able to read through like like rule books now, like like uh, the the the. the 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 water deep like dragon heist from D and D or like so the, the, good it's so good it's so good Stupid like that good. It, and like the the recent like vampire the masquerade book like all of these like when you open up a rule book now it's not just like oh handbook you know like create a player here are the mechanics bam it's done like it feels like so many reviews for the red I just wanted to call it novel for the red rule book in specific literally just talked about like how fun it was just to read not for the sake of like a necessitated mechanical purpose but just because there's so much well-written lore that's in it that's like you get something out of it just for that yeah mm. like you don't even you could just buy the book just, just to, to read, read it. it as as a piece of like supplementary cyberpunk material and not even actually play the game itself yeah be like oh this is cool like that's you know that's 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 probably i would say again the 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 presentational and story aspects to Cyberpunk Red are, are its strongest suit, which this will be a theme here for the episode, I think. But yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, uh, cause it's just, again, like with any of these pre-established like tabletop universes, there's a lot of tender love and care. Yeah. Right. And when you get into that, especially for pre-existing franchises that have been around for a long time and you start to fill in the gaps, like you talked about, you know, especially with Cyberpunk, like, you know, we had the 2013 rule book, 2020 then there's a little like x-men kind of offshoot thing that's cool like but you know there hasn't really there wasn't really a sequel to 2020 no. it's like well you have 2077 there was that unofficial but again, one that's true i that's forget true. the name of that one but it's like but that with 2077 like it's so far like you know red is this kind of like let, let's tie up the threads yeah. and, and one of the points that i wanted to make too that i noticed it was really interesting and the black dog story especially does this is that i think and it really adds to, I think, what Mike and the rest of the creative team are really hoping for is that wanting to complicate the mythology is really the word I would want to use or the phrase. Mm-hmm. Because, like, with certain very specific events in, yes, you know, in yes, the world, yes. like, like, like 2020 sets up, like, well, here's this is the, the Arasaka tower bombing. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, actually, 2020 specifically had a lot of supplementary, supplementary lore. But nothing, yes. nothing canon ever happens. Like, like yes. in, like in uh, Dungeons and Dragons, which I'm praising it too much. I kind of want to criticize it, criticize it later. But there's stuff in in the site in the Dungeons and Dragons world that has happened yes. that is canon events, right? Right, right. Nothing in cyberpunk except the the, the wars was like right. uh, in, in my there was no canonicity. There's no canonicity. There's nothing real, you know. Yeah. And I feel like red kind of said okay let's actually set all this up yeah 
which yeah. I I appreciate that. And but also like for as much as I do appreciate it, and this is something that D and D is good at, is that it, it is establishing well, this thing happened, this happened, this happened. But it's always about picking these pillars of story that are like here's the most interesting thing that could have happened in this scenario and then we work ourselves off from that Mm. right right and i just and i think with red like it obviously it's like you know 2020 sets up like again like the arasaka tower bombing in in 2023 is a big deal like that is the event that probably i would say arguably changes the world to be honest like in the world of cyberpunk i'd say that that changes everything it really does change everything and then like 2077 is following that you know because cd project likes you know the way you said project these... there is insane. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to be semi-professional. C- Can you tell? City Project. City Project mm-hmm. Red. Pro- no, no, I'm not British. It's Project. Pro- I, I've pro- heard it's called Project Red. Project Red. Oh, it is. You're not shitting me yeah. right now. Yeah. No, no, yeah. The, apparently, I think that is the way you're supposed to pronounce it. Oh, Again, I'm ignorant wow. and stupid. Right? I thought you were just fucking hitting me no, with I'm some not Irish being an in there or some shit. <laughs> what? No. Irish. Okay. Right. Keep, talk, keep going, but I'm going to talk like this for now. But but with CD Projekt, they, like, obviously with their experience with the Witcher games, they, you know, like making, like, hey, these games take place after all the books, and really only really one of the games is really truly canon, to be honest, because of how fucked up the lore in 1 and 2 is, but we're, we, different episode, different story. So they, they like doing that, but it's cool to have the Red Book come in with these stories, and the term I'm looking for is connective tissue. Yeah. And when it comes to tabletop storytelling, it's very difficult to establish any bit of connective tissue already that's, like, both fun to work with and work yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it would have been yeah. easy for anyone to have gone, let's just make a tabletop version of the video game. 2077, ship it, and done. It would have sold a lot of copies, probably a lot more, and then that's it. But the fact that it isn't a tabletop version of the video game makes it so much more interesting because it's a whole different setting. And you get to see Night City in its prime, in its worst, and then in its rebirth through the video game. Right. You know, and and nothing is stopping you from homebrewing a 2077 thing. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's... um it, it seems call. like I was a little worried at first. I remember when they announced Red, and I was like, "Oh, it's oh, yeah. not in 2077." So, like, it's a little different. And I was like, "I don't know if I'm gonna like this like weird, but a I, weird I, in between." Yeah, but I ended up this middle child. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think I'm the, I'm the dog right now in the background. No, I, I think what it really is is like <laughs> with with the way that like. Cyber and again, this kind of goes back to which really we can get to this more in 2077 because this is really more what it targets in its story. But obviously, Cyberpunk has a lot of fun with perspective and like fragments of the truth in different events. Yeah. And I like that the 2020 rule book, the red rule book, and this particular event in 2077 both kind of all three of them tell a little different story as to like what happens for certain events. I like that. And I like that Red is leaning into this weird, like, not that cyberpunk is like this this weird, like, dimensional multiverse thing so much, but, like, they're not afraid to be like, oh, well, this is going to go this way. We have this sort of mainline canonicity that will lead to this, but, like Jay had mentioned previously, the whole, like, being unafraid to homebrew or kind of go into your own direction, you know, like in a reload kind of way or a redo. Yeah. Or, you know, I think that works. And really, the one thing I'll say 
and this is really like another big was that theme a, was that, that a callback you did to the thing i'm trying to make a little bit yeah, yeah. which i mean i guess we could talk about our so, own characters yeah, in a we'll talk about that in a minute. I, I have to talk about raul you, know, the, you have the, to the make a whole new character now just so you a can whole do, new have one. something okay. to say yeah. beef 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 <laughs> beef mixlab beef mixlab <laughs> yeah so the word uh, that keeps coming to mind when I think of Cyberpunk Red is post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. Post-apocalyptic. That's it one. feels because because like because like in 2077, obviously that's a little more in the future, and in society is kind of snapped back. But like, you'll look at certain things, and of course, it's obviously cyberpunk is by definition high tech, low life. We know this, but in Red specifically. And in the way it's conveyed through a lot of the mechanics, which I'm not necessarily in, in agreement with every mechanical choice that it makes, but I understand that every mechanical choice is used to convey a theme. And that theme is almost like you step outside one of the major cities, it's it's just Mad Max yeah. in a way. Which it always like was, but I feel like right. now more than ever, especially with... Um, yes. How they added the reclaimers and how they yes. brought that in. There is a lot more incentive incentive to leave Night City. Yes, mm. absolutely. So, which I think that's probably the big thing with Red Two is that it's the willingness to branch out. Yeah. And go. Well, there, back like, then, not, I remember what's the fucking point of playing Cyberpunk if I'm not going to be in the fucking Cyberpunk not, City? Not Night City. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And here, obviously, they want to expand the world building a bit, and I think that that adds to that, like. Yeah. Because even it's a perfect distillation of like, well, just like how Fallout does it. Like just because something is post-apocalyptic doesn't mean the world is over. Or that the world ended, but it just kept going, which is a very kind of cyberpunk or more dystopic. Like, well, the world that you knew, like it's gone, but society doesn't stop. People have to keep living their lives. Like the corporations won. They won, but like it's worse. There's still a functioning society going on and people still have hopes and dreams and there's stuff that they want to accomplish in this world and it's like how do you reconcile what you want out of your life personally versus the way the world is and is there anything that you can do to affect that or change yeah. that which you know obviously as as pond smith himself says you know cyberpunk isn't about saving the world it's about saving yourself which very... we'll get to this later we'll, we'll put a pin in it later but 2077 i think interrogates that idea in a very interesting way mm. Yeah, very but, very Blade Runner. Just reminds me of Blade Runner, honestly. Very much so, absolutely. There, yeah. There's a tabletop Which, of that coming out. Ah, so excited. Baby, they better not fuck it up like they fucked up Dark Souls. I didn't know that yeah, that know. was coming out. A Blade yeah. Runner tabletop? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, they announced it two days ago or some shit yeah. like that. I watched 2049 oh, like a couple, couple weeks ago. Oh, for, for, for the, the first time? Movie. No, no, no. Like, it's like my oh, okay. third or second viewing. No, it's, it's, good, it's, 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 even, it's even better than the original. I think yeah. it is, yeah. I, I love it, yeah. Between cells interlinked. Between cells interlinked. interlinked. Bad post on Twitter. Interlinked. Interlinked. <laughs> interlinked. Um, They're beating your ass in the QRTs. Interlinked. 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 Um, I'll stop being annoying. Baseline. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we passed. But, but barely. Barely. But, 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 but back to Red specifically, and, and I guess speaking more from the mechanical yeah, side of Yeah, let's talk about that. Oh, actually, I did yeah. want to talk about something um, that I hope they do. Um, 2020 yes. had a, like I said, they had a lot of supplemental stuff that was just lore. Like, mm-hmm. have you ever read the Solo Fortune books? No, right? Do you know what I'm I talking not, about, I, though? I, I do know what you're talking about, yeah. They had these Solo Fortune bit. books, which were like, it was cool because they had like, um, I don't know if you know this. I don't think you know this, Raul, but like they dropped a lot of extra books for 2020 back then, like that was just like magazine style, you know. 
And they had the Chromebooks and they had the Solo Fortune books, which were in Universe magazines about the Chromebooks being like um, like in flight shoppy shoppers, you know, for cyberware. Do you you know what I mean? Like like those in flight magazines. Yeah. So it's just flavor text from like, oh, this is what someone would read if they're exactly. But like it comes with stats for the cyberware so you get the book you know you own the book and you can go through the pages and be like oh i'm gonna add this cyberware to my character but it also is like oh i'm shopping i'm browsing through an actual magazine it was dope it was really dope and it would have like um um the arasaka new briefcase it was like a guy modeling out the briefcase and then boom (laughs) the briefcase opened up and it's like an x-ray it does this 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 and that and then in like Mm -hmm. little parenthesis it's like stats here are the stats just in case you need them (laughs) and it's caused this much this many eddies by now you know and like it's like oh that's dope and like the back pages were just ads to like taxi companies and like and then it was like here are some stats like just like every so often it would just like whisper stat blocks to you Mm. um that was really cool there's there's nothing more dystopic than constantly being just hit with a barrage of advertisements and stats blocks under you're like huh and you can just freely buy stuff that's just going to cause massive amounts of destruction but on a consumer level yes. I love that isn't that great that's um, so the, the, the Chromebooks were awesome and then the Solo Fortune yeah. books were interesting because they were kind of like not only just a, here's how you can be a better edge runner thing because it was essentially right. um, this character just like over the Solo Fortune books were essentially this dude um, who was like show me your war face like that kind of character He was like the perfect solo and he always had like a wimp with him and he was always teaching him, teaching this wimp how to be a better edge runner in the world of Night City. And it Mm -hmm. was kind of almost like Mike Pondsmith was telling you, the reader, hey, here's how you can role play a little bit better in this dark future, you know? Essentially created a straw man of the reader to constantly exactly. shit on for fun. And uh, then yeah. um, every so often it would be like, here's guns, here's ammo, here's tanks you can buy as well. Mm. So it would right. add new add, like guns and shit to the game. So it was it was dope. It was like this. Um, it was it was light reading fun, but also add-ons for the base game. It was dope. I love that, and I want to see that in red. And I know that they're yes. dropping free stuff with guns and whatever, but they're dropping it as here's some more content for um, Cyberpunk Red. You know, here's a few right. more. Here's a new PDF of, inf- of information that you can use in Cyberpunk Red. That's not what I want. I want a fucking full-on Chromebook, you know, or a Solo Fortune magazine that tell give me all the shit you want to give me, but give mm. it to me in a in lore fashion because that was so much fun kind of right. like D D had um uh, do you remember that monster manual that the famous there's, there's this monster manual that every oh yeah the bc yeah yeah it's not the bestiary oh. it, it's um it has a name i know exactly what you're talking about though in my in the original campaign that i was in i i my character was duped into buying it yeah yeah it is written in yes. character in lore by a character yes. you know like that so I'm, I, I I hear it's Lo- in love the, that. yeah I hear it's in the works for Cyberpunk Red. That's someone cool. tweeted yeah. about it like someone in in like in the red team was like oh we're working on it I'm like okay great great so hoping for that. Real yeah, thoughts. No, um, oh yes please. Uh cool. <laughs> great, future that. future beef mixed <laughs> yeah. yeah no with um with, with red yeah. it's really fun because I think one of the coolest things really is just how 
accessible and widely available red has become like you know constantly getting to see you know different people get together and stream it you know which i, I wow, want to give yeah. a shout out everyone's playing I, it i, I want to give a shout out to uh cyberpunk uncensored i love that where it's like it's uncensored but at the end it's red like the red is hollowed out yeah, like their Twitter account is yes. at CN Uncensored, and yes. I just I love all their stuff. Yes. I think that that's I think that's great. Love like, that. I try to share that as much as I possibly yes. can. And, and love that. Pe- making all the little DLC packs and these custom. Yes, that's that all we in. need. We it's, need more people playing games. No offense, that aren't Dungeons and Dragons. I'm so hmm. fucking annoyed at yeah. Wizards of the Coast, my guy. You have no idea. Hibernation uncensored is that what it's called? Yes. Okay. Don't yeah, don't type that. Hibernation. I was gonna make a don't yeah, type I, that to Google. You might get something else. No, no, I, I'm on I'm on Twitter. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I I do, and this is you know obviously you know free free press free advertisement. I I want to give a shout out to Cybernation Uncensored. I think they do a lot of really good stuff. Badass. Um, friends of the show. Um, yeah, friend friend sure friends of the show. Anyone who plays Cyberpunk's friend, friend of the show unless yeah. they suck unless they're in a Nazi they, or. Yeah. Exactly. We, we don't like Nazis and transphobes and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, anyone else, like, pe- people who are cool, if you're cool, you're in the cool kids club. <laughs> but for... Um, I, I think gameplay-wise, the game is really accessible now. It is, Which yeah. is, like, I think the obvious thing to say. But, I mean, like, I played it this last weekend. And I have had a lot of trouble getting Giovanna to play tabletops before. Because they all are, they can be a little complicated, they can be a little tedious, they require a lot of time. And I had a mild success for the first time with Cyberpunk Red. And I was like, sure. huh, maybe this is it. You know, maybe this is the game that's going to work. Um, but back then, okay. I wasn't yeah. really, I was playing with the beta, you know? Right. I didn't have the full book. Yeah. Now I've been playing with the full book. I know how the full book works. So I set up a quick little uh, thing, thing of a jig. And we played for about four or five hours, and um, everyone seemed to have fun, and I'm pretty That's satisfied. Great. So I get in the car, oh. and I'm like, "Okay, Joanna, now we're in the car. You can be honest. Uh, you know, the, the <laughs> one to ten, five, Giovanna, six. F- f- you know? Giovanna, friend of the show, friend of the show. Know. We love her. Uh, uncensored, uncensored girlfriend. Yes, this is the this is the little bit we're doing. Yeah, yes. Um, so she was like, it was, it was, it was honestly nine. I had, I had nine and I was like, wow, really? And I was really happy about that. And I feel like a lot of that is because the game is, it just lets itself be played. It has the depth that you want from an art Talsorian games and from a cyberpunk game, but it's also very beginner friendly. It, it, it's easy right. to grasp now. It's even the book is easy to read for once, you know, yes. which is really good. What? Which ties back to the whole, it's just fun to own the book in and of itself just because yeah. it's so readable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and that is, you bring up a good point with Giovanna, with the hardest thing about tabletop is getting into it. Yeah. Once you're in, you're, you're just, stuck. But getting into but, it. But you, when you, you hear about it and it just sounds terrifying. It sounds scary. There's a lot of math you have to do. There's numbers you got to roll. There's people you got to talk to. You got to, you got to, you know, can't. There's social anxiety involved in this. There's just being dumb because you don't know math like me because I'm dumb. You know, there's all this there's the mechanical aspects of it, the narrative aspects of it. And it just, the worst thing about tabletop is that it is difficult to approach, but once you get into it, once you find that way in, yeah, that's perfect. So like how getting a book that is as kind of open and accessible and user friendly, like red is that I think it's, it's, it marks it very good. Do you good. know the, uh, okay. 
I, I don't want to say the Matt Mercer of Dimension 20, but do you know the guy I'm talking about? Uh, vaguely? Dimension 20. Wait, uh, yeah, Dimension 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, Raul, I, I Raul find remember. me the name. Just look up Dimension 20. Um, yes, because he he does a lot of really cool homebrew like, a, yeah, like D&D like stuff. He's like a red, red hair like a guy. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking him. about. I cannot yeah, remember it, his name. Ma- Raul looks like, but him and Matt, Brandon they had a good interview. Uh, what? Brennan Lee? Brennan! That's yes, him. Brandon, yes. Brandon I think it's and Matthew Brennan, that they, not Brandon, Brennan. 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 Yeah. Brennan, uh, my it doesn't apologies. matter. Yeah, yeah Brent, Brennan and Matthew, that they have a really good uh, where they just kind of yes, like interview yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, like, yeah. I think they're both obviously fantastic DMs. Everyone knows this. Brennan Everyone has tries this to fucking that. short yeah. on. It's not a short on YouTube. I found a short on YouTube about him on an interview talking about Dungeons and Dragons and yes. explaining it to beginners, like trying to get beginners into it and how it's yes. always complicated and whatever. Um, but he said that he got this party and they were kind of having fun and it was great and whatever. Um, and um, he introduced this lady character, this old lady. He's like, you know, whatever. And they're like, okay, That's grandma, you're cool, like. whatever. And then the game went on and when they, they left the village and when they came back, as they were coming back, they found the old lady hanging from like a tree or whatever. And like, it was like, oh, what the game can do this to me the game can make me feel this way right. and that's yeah. when he knew he like had them that's that's, I, that's the moment i felt that playing that game with joanna i feel like um towards the end gabby's character just fucking just blew up and died in this horrible explosion and friend of the show I, gabby friend of the show gabby and i saw her in her face like he's dead right. and i'm like right. yeah. yeah and then andy's character yeah. was like crushed under a column and like look it's like this whole building blew up and like her blood right. was like you're like you're like i was like you know because colonel was there too colonel and and, and joanna were the ones who made like survive the explosion and andy's character was like next to um joanna at one point and i kind of describe it that like oh you know like after like the smoke clears and like ears ringing and you look around and you can't find um uh, sugar which was um Andy's character, but next to you, under this column of like debris, you see as blood slowly seeps like on the floor, and it was just like this horrified face of like, what the fuck, mm-hmm. and and I feel like boom, like I got it, you know, like I that's the moment, that's yeah. the moment, that's the one, because you know how I role play things, will and I don't, Raul, sadly, I don't have you yet, and and I'm going to no. that, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'm leading to that point in a second, give me one second. Yeah. Um, but I know how, yeah, I know you know how I roleplay well, and I know it's fun in games, and I ship post a lot, and I get distracted on pickle men and 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 stupid like jokes, and it's all There's a lot of that. It's a lot of jokes, and then I'll yep. just slap into like some just dark out of nowhere or like serious sure. out of nowhere, and that I sure. really like that whiplash, you know, because I like to have fun, but also like okay, we need to get serious, and it's and it's gonna get serious hard now. Um, and I feel like I, I like that was the whole session until those last five minutes when it got like really dark and deep and serious. It was the grounding element. Yeah, it's like oh okay, wait, people. This are is dead real. And no coming back yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And that was great. And 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 I feel like you know it was. I felt really happy that I was able to do that. And I don't know if I would have been able to do that with um, with a lot of other games. You know, like I know I probably could have with another game, but. Sure. But I did it with Red this time, and it was really right. easy and fun to do with Red. I'm really happy about that, you know? 
Yeah, you gotta you, you gotta work with what you know best. Yeah, right? yeah, or What yeah. you feel most comfortable in, and, and cyberpunk very much is the world I think Jay's probably the most comfortable in. A thousand percent, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would say I really love being in this world and just just doing stuff with my own characters, or obviously with V in twenty seventy seven. But like, I might be versatile is not so much the word, but like I don't really know. Like, you don't know I have what that your game is thing. yet. Mm, not quite. I, I don't. Know. I just it might I be vampire. It, really just depends. it could be vampire. I mean, I do know that cyberpunk elements is definitely the thing for me like cyberpunk itself uh, Shadowrun, even the blade runner game that's going to come out i really like that kind of thing mm-hmm. but i think i just i work best with like genre blends where it's like one thing combined with something mm-hmm. else which is fun because with cyberpunk red the another word i would use for this or genre i would say is that there is a greater and even the 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 2077 game leans into this a little bit there are these western aspects to it hey yeah. Or it's like an actual, like, it's Sorry, like a, 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 a neo-Western. You know, you know, Logan, it's secretly a Western. Anyway. Oh, yeah. That's a joke. And, and maybe, obviously, cyberpunk can be comprised of, obviously, a, a ton of different subgenres. You know, noir is a big one, obviously. But there is a Western element to Red that's very noticeable to me that yeah. really sticks out that I appreciate. And that's reflected in the gameplay because the word that I want to... The game that I keep coming back to when I think of Cyberpunk Red, and this is not necessarily because of the Rift situation that we had. Oh, event, yeah, we got to explain that a little bit, but whatever. It, it, it reminds me a lot of Fallout New Vegas, with because Fallout New Vegas is like it's playing a Western, but like it's in the future yeah, yeah. Cyberpunk elements. And, and kind it's of. kind like, of it just, like Fallout New Vegas yeah. was kind of like it's Fallout with a twist, which is what yes. Red is. It's Cyberpunk yes. with a twist. With a twist. Um, yes. I, I was leading to something earlier, though. Um, with the the Go hooking ahead. someone right, um, Raul, yeah. how many games have you played like ever of anything? What of like tabletop? Yeah, in general, I know it's not a lot. Not really a lot. No, it's like maybe mm. five. It's like a handful. It's really yeah. Low. yeah, and and I don't feel like you felt it yet. So no, probably not. No. <laughs> uh, I think I played we, we, Cyberpunk. Yeah, there was an Alien one we yeah. did during yeah. our the whole COVID thing, which was like True. a one shot I think as well. Uh, roll, that, roll, roll, roll me a stress die real quick. <laughs> um, roll me, roll me a d6. So how fucked are you gonna be? Oh my God. A I love that idea. It's a, it's a, it's a stress I love die. That. Is really just, cool. Uh, we can talk about that some other time. But yeah, I think the last one I played was Witcher. And Witcher was good. Yeah. yeah. Olaf is the character like for Raul. Really? Olaf yeah. is the character, by the way. Raul. Like I, I yeah. love that stupid little himbo so much. I forgot really you're dumb. playing Witcher with us. Yeah, I'm in Witcher. Yeah, you are. And I mean, Zofia, uh, Luski, and Olaf are right there. Like, those characters. Like, I They're still really like those characters. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I, I, I know, one. I know you're still not in it. I know that I still <laughs> haven't found. And yeah. I'm not saying that when I hook you, it's like, oh, this is your new obsession. No, but I know you're going to understand it when I do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, and if not me, will eventually, or someone will. Um, but. It's gonna be Gundam, but the issue, yeah, but the it issue is. is that it, it's that it's that I it, the the um, the um, I I know you haven't had that opportunity, but um, but it's it's really cool when you finally f- understand it, you know, like it's it really is a powerful medium. It's kind of like, uh, I mean, I, I guess it's storytelling at its finest because you're kind of a part of it. It's like video games. Yeah, 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 video games is kind of video it, games yeah. is such a a similar and core and familiar kind of storytelling experience, and yet it is it is entirely unique to everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and when in when 
story and gameplay coalesce, I believe the term for it is ludonarrative consonants to get really, really pretentious here for five seconds, yeah. which I'm good at. When those two things meld and it just works, like it works, baby. You know, it, it, that, that's that's just it's just the best yeah, because yeah. it just it. Which obviously not to discredit other forms of art, of course, no, obviously. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like I need to say that, or else you know, people will be like, "So you dislike waffles? Fuck you!" You know. But <laughs> it's just the idea that like video games and especially tabletop role play video, because to me, RPGs sometimes like well, like RPGs is one of my favorite forms of of, of game genre Rocket to play, but it's also like. Grenades. Yes, yeah, rocket, rocket propelled grenades. Yes, exactly. Like very narrative focused uh, RPGs, and especially immersive sims. I'm going to get on my little my little soapbox here. Immersive sims are one of the best forms of game, and it's sorely ever actually utilized. Like immersive sims is a genre that keeps dying and coming back and dying again. Oh, God, but. With RPGs, especially like a lot of like first person, you know, you make your character and then you pick the dialogue. It's obviously not voiced, right? Usually, at least. And it's not that you can't form an emotional attachment to RPGs, even the more janky ones, because you can. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in a tabletop roleplay aspect, that is another level to it. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, your character, it, it's, it's you, you get to act out your character. And it really is that performative aspect to the role-playing like game that I think is really what excels. And I've seen that obviously in Critical Role. Shout out to Critical Role, of course. It's a great show. And our own games where it's like you will get into a character... So when shit gets real, like, you know, the look on Giovanna's face like you described, it's like she was her character. Yeah. For that one and second, she was her character. And I and I and I don't want to make assumptions, but I guarantee that she wouldn't have felt that way if she maybe played a video game of that. Probably but because not, she huh? was the character. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a good way also to bring in people who don't normally play video games either. It's like, well, I don't really play video games, but this is kind of like a board game and you're acting with people. I can do that. Yeah. Like that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's this weird, I don't know, TTRPG, that genre, I guess, is in such a weird, yeah. like, unique place. The only it's problem that I have with it, and this is not really talking about Cyberpunk Red, but in general, TTRPGs, is that it's hard to find a group that works yes. with it, and it's hard to find yeah. a game that works with your group. And it's trial and error, trial and error, trial and error, and sometimes yeah, it's like, you know what, I don't give a shit, and then you never try it again, because... I already played D&D five times and I didn't like it. The sixth time isn't going to work, you know? And you have the DM begging you, call this time, trust me, it's it's me, man. (laughs) I'm I'm different. Come on! You know, that's what I I do to people. Unironically, I do want to DM a game of the Indie 5th edition for for EJ. Oh, no! No, I know know that I can do it. Uh, please stop screaming. You have to. That's very unprofessional. I I know, I know that I can do it. Though, to be honest, I, I would like to like you and Matt are not the fantasy guys whatsoever. But I know I'm like okay. But what no, if I, I am a at- fantasy guy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking simp because The Witcher is amazing. I fucking love it. All the Arthurian is- games. You did it again. I'm sending them this episode, bro. The Witcher is good, but I, I'm just oh, D&D so bad, and everyone knows. It's 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 not it's not. Oh! It's, it has. And, 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 play, please stop. I played it a lot, <laughs> it's, it's, and I don't know what happened to me. Something changed in me, you know. 
it's, pl- it's not. This is what it, it has this problems. I've played D and D for a long time. I'm like, wow, it's so much fun. And then I tried. I, I was eating vanilla ice cream my whole life, and then I had chocolate for the first time. I'm like, what the fuck? And then everyone was sure. like, it's a, bro, there's 31 flavors, bro. You can stop eating yeah. vanilla. And I was like, holy shit, I never want to eat vanilla again. And now I'm playing. I'm sorry, Gabby's Gabby's not going to listen to this. But I'm playing a D&D 5th edition with Gabby right now because he forced me. Because he was, no, he didn't force me. He was like, come on, Dave. I'm like, okay, I guess. So I'm playing it. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, I don't. I don't want to say it. it's not Gabby's fault, but the game, man, it's like so brain dead, bro. We're throwing d twenties around, and there's AC, and it's like, whoa, you missed. It's like, wow, I'm having so much fun. I don't know how to feel about it. I there's something about the well, I mean, edition that just does not. It really drives I, me insane. I don't insane. think. I don't really think it's the mechanical aspect of that because that's just like literally like. That's just a different form of die that we're like we roll D ten and no, but it's like there's like so much like even when you're fighting in cyberpunk, it's like here's the thing, here's the thing, D and D fifth edition is is like the tutorial level of any video game. It's fun the first time, but then you want to skip it. They they added advantage. Have I had this rant with you, with uh, Will? I mean, if you you. You can if you want. It's fine. Follow me I mean, on this. We're getting, Follow me on we're this. We're getting super off the topic. Witch, on the, this. the advantage system, right? If you I like do the something, system, it's good. you get advantage, right? So if well, I... Depending the, on... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dep- I'm standing in front of you, right? And you're standing in front of me and sure. you have your sword out and I have my sword out, right? Right? And then Raul yeah. approaches you from the side. So now it's a two-on-one. Raul gets yeah, what? Advantage, right? He would get advantage. Right, okay. Well, he also might get, if he's, depending on what he's playing, he might get sneak attack. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, which would add. Right, yeah. right. But like, he's not, he's not going to get sneak attack because he's a paladin. There you go. So he gets advantage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's important because, wait for him. But what if I am, let's say, um, okay, what if I decide to uh, maybe uh, front flip over you? And land behind you, and then kick sand into your face, and then I raise my sword to attack. What do I get if I do that? Advantage. You probably get advantage. Right, but now I have to do an athletics check because I'm jumping over you. I have to land behind you and then throw sand at you, which is going to be probably like a dex check or something. Like I got to hit with no, the sand. You I don't know you, what I got to do. At the end of the day, it just comes but down like, to like, whatever the, the GM decides. But like, here's the thing: I do the I I, I have to do the athletics check. I, I have to do it. Because I'm jumping yeah, over you. Of course. And yeah. now I'm I'm going to do a check that I might fail. That's risky. But I'm going to get yeah. I'm going to get the same advantage that I would have gotten if Raul was next to you. You know? If I do that in the Witcher, I'm going to maybe get a plus two because Raul's standing next to you. But if I jump over you and now I'm behind you, since you're turned around, that might be a plus four. And yeah, I gotta do an intellect check, but the risk is worth the reward because the reward is different. It's not always advantage. So then D&D, I've tried it so many times, but I've realized that if I just play it safe every time, it's gonna be fine. I'm going to make it, you know? And I always, I don't, I don't have to get creative with it because the more creative I get, the more rolls I gotta do, and the more I roll, the more I'm punished. And there's something about that game as well, where it's like when you're low level, it doesn't matter if you're a skilled swordsman, you still suck, you still miss a lot, you know. Where in yeah, Cyberpunk it's... or in The Witcher, it doesn't matter what level you are, a sword swing is a sword swing, you know. You're still you feel if you feel more confident or competent. Sorry, 
as a fighter. And I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just, I, I think it, I really do think it just comes down to the particular story that you're in and, and the way the game is being GM'd and what you decide to do with, like, and really how you want to do those mechanics. So there is a lot of math to do what and a lot of... he's saying, Raul? He's saying, trust me, man. It's me, I'm, man. It's me. Give me I'm a shot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, though. But that is, because at the end of the day, a game, a tabletop game lives and dies by how good the GM is. We'll see. We'll see. I'll play it. Whatever. Like at the end, at the end of the day, like a tabletop game lives and dies by how uh, how lenient a GM is, how strict a GM is. Like, like how exclusively do you follow these rules? What but do but you, you allow, do know what, do what I allow? mean about the advantage system, right? Like, it's I, just, I, I do see what you're talking. It's easy, I see what you're talking but it about. comes with so many sacrifices. And I know that a lot of people play a lot of people play a three point five edition because of that, because it sure. it rewards you to be creative. It rewards you to throw the rope at the roof and swing from it like a fucking pirate. You know. Even if you're probably oh, yeah. going to fall and die because the reward at the end of that swing is so much greater than just like standing a little bit to the guy's side, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah. No, I mean, people have plenty of issues with fifth edition. I mean, my, one of my famous complaints is, which this is obviously a universal one, is it doesn't make any sense that cats don't have dark vision. Like, why would why would it be like this? People go back to 3.5 all the time. Yeah. I mean, Pathfinder <laughs> exists For, literally, yeah, literally because people got... And Cyberpunk 2020 reminded me a lot of second edition of Pathfinder, actually. And I'm... I granted, also speaking from the perspective of when it comes to any tabletop game, the most interesting stuff to me is never really how creative you can get in the combat. That's just not the kind of person that I am. Like, I think it's good in small doses, but like, I, I much prefer the social stealth and like more performative aspects of it where it's like, oh, well, you know, or that's just usually what I like. I like big city arcs. I like talking to people, deceiving people, sneaking around, you know, sleight of hand checks, that kind of stuff. I do really like fifth editions skill system i like its skills i would say really again it just comes down to the application of those skills and it's like well what what's the gm gonna do which i need to start saying gm and not dm because game master right, right, dungeon right. master because not every yeah, yeah, game yeah, has yeah. dungeons it's just it's nice. just anyways we're, it really we're just comes topic, but i know what you mean yeah it just yeah it, and i get what you mean too like i just think it really does come down to it's me man how much Trust me, man. It is. I mean, I I do Give think it's... Give me a chance. I know you played it ten <laughs> times, but this one, this one! Uh, I will say, I'll, like, I'll make guts, for me, and then I'll be happy. Just, just, I'll play guts. You could do it. There. You could do it. Yeah, absolutely. I think there is a lot of variety that you can find with the D&D stuff, and of course I, I love, you know, the Bloodhunter class. I think that's great, but describing it as, like, vanilla ice cream or, like, the gateway drug, basically... If we're going to get, you know, yeah. really uh, a satanic panic like that is a good like I think I love D&D fifth edition. Well, a really good game of D&D is great and it's awesome. And, you know, I really love the current D&D character that I have now, this little cowboy bard who has tarot cards. I think that's great. I love that. But I think that it's entirely possible to both love it, but also acknowledge the fact that it, it does overshadow a lot of other tabletop games. Because like, oh, well, when someone thinks about tabletop, it's like, oh, well, you think about D&D. Yeah, and of course that makes and I think it's specifically sense. fifth edition, and it's also yeah, like plague because Dark Souls just came out. I bought right. that game, they, dude. Yeah, I, it's, it's oh, coming. Yeah, yeah, they're dropping a tabletop. I didn't know this. There's a Japanese version of that game that's a full fledged Dark Souls tabletop, but the one yes. that's dropping in America is just a reskin of fifth edition, and it's not even a very good reskin of fifth edition. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's apparently riddled with like grammatical errors and some like the the a strength or like a knight build. It doesn't even like you don't even have the proper strength. It's crazy. To, I don't know. So like I I, the, pl- I'm, the book's coming. I bought the hardcover and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just you can do fifth edition really well and you can also do it really bad. And it's just it's a lot like playing a really popular video game in a series, but you might like another entry in that series better, but it's just going to get overshadowed. Like that's really what it is. And again, I also say the satanic panic of the 1980s did not help this whatsoever. Yeah, really it made didn't. it this massive. It made it this, which of course it always does. People, uh, conservative Christian stuff is like it just it ruins everything. Of course, but shout out to my conservative topic. Christians. <laughs> I mean, if I, I, I don't if think you're they're listening, listening to this, to this podcast, if, if, if any if any really cons- hardcore conservative Christian is listening right now, I will find you. No, <laughs> so. For for cyberpunk, like from my own personal experience, I enjoyed D and D beforehand, but I was away from it for a while because it really was like, uh, oh, I want to get into more tabletop stuff, but no oh, one this else is funny. really really. And then I went no really to Will's to. life. This is funny, bro. I I, yeah. I I made it into Will's life, and I and I was like, hey, let's play some tabletop. And he's like, eh. And I'm like, it's me, man. Trust me. <laughs> All right, I no, swear the, the, to God. the real the real story. Is I like tabletop, but eh, I don't know. I'm kind of away from it for a while. And then Jay brought up Cyberpunk, and I'm like, oh well, I'm really excited for that game that's coming out. And this is in the same universe, right? It's like okay. I'm like, all right, Jay. Well, let me think about two people to bring into this. And I thought of Rain and Matt, friends of the show. Friends of the show. Like they would probably really like this setting in particular because it's 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 not you know, it's like again, it's it's cyberpunk. It's near future with you know with guns and corporations and all that stuff. I think they would really vibe with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it worked out. It did. And it really good. did. I sat back, sorry. And and then and then of course I was able to homebrew my own game of Call of Cthulhu, which yeah, everyone loved. The rest is history from there. Which, Anyways, yeah. we need to I wrap know, up. I never this thought. Uh, yeah. I never thought that I would hear Ableton being compared to. To uh, was it immersive yeah, sims marijuana? That is that what you oh, said? Oh, immersive sims, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It like kind of clicked a little bit when you said that because I was like, dude, I had a moment in an immersive sim. Yeah, it was like, was it amazing. was it um, was it uh, the new one, Reaching Clear? No, 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 no. Which no. one? Which one? No, no, that, that's a, a while that's ago. A, it was in uh, in uh, BMS. The, BMS, baby. The the, the fighter sims. jet simulator. God damn! Tell me all about it. Tell me all about it. Uh, it, it happened a while ago. We were playing. Uh, it's like a simulator. It's, it simulates like if North Korea sure. and South Korea went to war. It's a plane sim, and you know there's a whole campaign around it and everything. It's literally kind of like a tabletop thing, but a sure. but a sim. And uh, <laughs> so we went out. We took off. I think we were doing a patrol, like a like a cap. Um, and I was Define like, you know cap what? For all the nerds that don't actually play uh, this. combat air patrol. Thank you. Uh, so we were doing a combat air patrol, and uh, I was the, I was the flight lead, and I was like, okay, we we followed along with the waypoints on the, on the on the map, and I was like, nothing happened on this first go around, so I think we should go around again, because everyone because we're like defending a whole fuck ton of shit, like we're defending Apaches coming through, we're defending like A10s. F-15s, like, just the whole fucking everything was coming through. I was like, you know what? Let's go around again. <clears throat> so we go around again. And I'm like, uh, bogey dope. Or a picture. I request picture. Basically, I'm talking to AWACS. AWACS says, hey, 
there's something out there and okay, i'm like the, the final awax now uh it's the oh advance warning okay not that much it's the radar plane it's it's yeah it's the plane with the big radar on it that basically can see it's everything shit. from very Got far yeah i knew sure. what that is but i'm just <laughs> and then uh Raul is Raul is not a spokesperson for the military. <laughs> no, I'm, and shouldn't I'm be not, anyway. But, but he is a fighter pilot, though. He does fly jets. I don't. Yes, I don't. Yes, yes. Um, we got matching. Uh, we we got matching aviators and uh, what is it? Uh, bomber jackets. Bomber jackets. Yeah. Uh, you two. You, you two is little best little little kids. Watch Top Gun once, and that changed. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No shit, bro. I saw it when I was like five, and I've been playing fighter planes uh, games since then. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So yeah, basically, we I request picture that's like, they'll tell me where everything's at, and then I go bogey dope, and they're like, oh shit, there's actually something out there. I'm like, okay, it's a MiG-21, it ain't, it ain't shit. All of a sudden, MiG-23s pop up, MiG-29s pop up, and I'm like, oh fuck, it's me, Gabriel, and uh, Apache. Gabriel dies, like he gets shot down. I don't know yeah, that when like that normal. happened. I think it was like dogfighting or something. And I'm I'm like sending missiles out. I'm like, okay, fuck it. I'm just gonna start targeting stuff, send missiles, and then get the hell out. All of a sudden, I hear Patchy go, "I merged." So he's dogfighting, and I'm like, I'm already like going across the fucking back to base. <laughs> like I, I'm like Bing. He's like Bingo, and I'm like, oh my god, I gotta go save this guy. So I go down. <laughs> he's like low, and I'm going down. He's like, please help me. I'm like. I'm on the way. I'm on the way. I lock him. I lock the the bandit up with a with a heat seeker. I'm like Fox two, and I fucking send it out. Blows up. There's still another one flying around. And he's like, okay, I'm going around. It was just it was just insanely <laughs> epic because I've never been so fucking immersed, immersed and focused. And I'm like, I really need right. to save Patchy, yeah. even though it's like a stupid like simulator. Video game. It's just a, but yeah. like for it, that game, moment, it was you, life and death. You it was like re- it was like real. I was like, "Fuck, this is happening!" Like you know, like yeah. it was it was crazy. I really liked it. This this Raul's entire story though, which it was really cute to see his face light up. There. You can see <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, that yeah. Was cute. He talks about no, it's the, the only time he gets excited was he talks about planes. <sighs> no, no, I, I, will, I do want to specify. <laughs> his mom sits in the other room, like, why doesn't he talk about me like this? <laughs> like, like to, <laughs> to give to give a when I say like immersive sim, like as a genre, like what those games are by definition the perfect example is uh system shock yep thief yep. right yeah deus ex yeah. BioShock, and obviously baby. like you know uh, Bi- bioshock, bioshock is also fallout. does count as immersive sim fallout kind of has immersive sim elements a little bit like the, the studio arcane wonderful studio they made dishonored oh, okay. prey even Deathloop kind of has immersive sim elements mm-hmm. and it kind of, uh, vampire the masquerade bloodlines mm-hmm. also an immersive sim and, and these games like they're all relatively the same. Usually, first person in games where uh, I see you you have okay. uh, you have options, and and really that's those are the kind like I grew up really liking uh, third person action adventure games. Like I liked uh, like Grand Theft Auto was like my favorite series as a kid. That probably explains a lot. <laughs> but Immersive Sims took it a step forward because it wasn't so much just like. Oh, you know, it re- react to the dynamism of the world. How do the cops react to you? You know, go yeah, yeah. get some money, ha, blah, blah, blah. With Immersive Sims, it's a, a by design, and a lot of the best RPGs are Immersive Sims because they're designed to take into account player choice. Yeah. And it the two real goals of an Immersive Sim game is to account, for the most part, of, of player choice and to make you feel like you are in an actual livable world right. and it's not this arbitrary, like... 
gamey thing. But even Raul's story still speaks to the heart of like that's what immersion yeah, is. Like you feel like is. you're not some chud sitting in your chair, you know, playing games at three o'clock in the morning. You are what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a part of world, and you kind of yeah. especially and, 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 yeah, especially in that game because that game's really like right. It's very you're part of the of the war machine. You're not the. You're not like the hero or anything like that. You're just another. You're the cops. You're another pilot. Right. It's just you. You yeah. don't. You're not like a pilot right. from Ace Combat, like Ace McGee or some shit. You know, like, <laughs> right. you don't have a story that's or anything. My, that's my that's Maverick. That, Raul, Raul, I need to. I need to actually give a copyright claim because that's actually my next OC. But oh yeah, shit, for real. Okay. <laughs> my, my people will call your people. Yeah, okay. um, got it. I get what you mean, and and especially in games like that, I've played a lot of DCS. I don't play BMS with mm-hmm. you. I play DCS, mm-hmm. and there's this level of okay we have to kind of role play even if just a right. little bit yeah, yeah. there's so much bit, right. you have to do mm-hmm. just to get the right. plane up and running mm-hmm. you know that y- you you, you kind of have to like just for the fun right. at least right. talk hey i'm gonna turn on the fucking get, oxygen because if yeah, you're just sitting get, get here in silence it. while he's playing yeah. with his monitors just to turn them on i'm playing with my monitors on my fucking on the plane just yeah. Yeah. On. then we're just not gonna do anything to run for 30 minutes right so you end up kind of believing the fiction and right, then when yeah, the exactly. game totally turns on, you're already too into it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And that's kind of you, like tabletop. It's like you're, you're, right. you're having right. fun with your friends. Like, yeah, I'm this character. Right. But right. I, I like like every time I play, at least with you guys, or every time I play, because I came to the realization playing with Giovanna and Gabby, that last cyberpunk, that that's how I like my tabletops, mm-hmm. where it's just fun sure. and funny. And yeah. then it gets real for a minute. I don't like it when it's serious right. business the whole time. Um, sure. I'm playing Jennifer Arc, yeah, but I'm playing like Wife, the love her. <laughs> I'm playing the funny version of Jennifer, the Lo- one that like so you know eats burgers at two a.m. and like curses sure. way too much and fumbles every fucking roll. Like that's obviously not who she is in the in the in the in the lore. It's not the version I made of her, but it's me playing her. But mm. then when shit gets real, I'm already in it, and I, it's like you know. There's no. I have to. I guess I gotta role play serious now. No, no. This is real. This is. These are my friends. I gotta save them. I don't want. I don't want yeah. fucking Yuri to die. You know. Right. It's like it's really interesting. Jay, there was a certain phrase there that Jay said that's very poignant, and I think it speaks for itself, which is just believing the fiction. Yeah. That's that's that that's at the heart of what an immersive sim is, and that's at the heart of what tabletop role plays all yeah. about. Believing yeah, the fiction. Yeah. This is why, as we can call it, even kayfabe, which this is why wrestling is the best sport because it's the most entertaining. There is that performative, that there is that performative theatrical aspect to all the real things that are happening. You know, you you are you are adding story to the world around you. You know, you are making the story the truth for like a few moments. You know, and that's what is so good yeah. about it. Let's um, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap. We've, I feel like we've been going I for like forever. I wonder if tabletop players make good DCS and BMS pilots. Come play with me, you guys. Mm. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, please, Raul. You want to plug yourself? Plug yourself? Plug, no, you plug not your really. Shit. Plug the game more. Like, yeah, man. Uh, download like, DCS I want, I, and I BMS if you get a chance. I've wanted to play DCS with Will and Matt forever, but. It, I, I it's know a, it's they, a hard I know sell. It. It's like it's tabletop. A sell. It's a hard sell. It's a hard sell. It's a hard but sell. Once you're in it, baby, you yeah, can't get you're out. In it, you're in it. Yeah. Well, it takes a uh, while as, as you know, red is. Uh, I have my little nitpicks with it here and there, but I really what like are what, what red are establishes. Well, uh, well, mostly it's with, with for me, because again, this is again, it comes down to especially like 
in a similar way with your complaints about fifth edition. Like it, it's just a lot of like personal perspective and like in just the way things are where it's like for uh-huh. me, I'm not so much a mechanic guy, I'm more of a story guy. That's just how I am. Uh-huh. Like I don't mind skill checks and all that kind of stuff. And I like combat when done appropriately, even though a big issue with a lot of tabletop stuff is that you use combat as filler. Thankfully, we don't really do nah. that very often. And, and it's hard purposeful. to do combat as filler in Cyberpunk when yeah. it's so mortal. But actually, one of the mixtapes sure. I, nitpicks I have is that since they added actual HP, it's just a little yeah. bit harder to die, which mm. is good and sure. it's bad. Yeah, no, I think it just, it really just depends on how you spin it. For, for me, again, combat usually for me is the least interesting yeah, yeah. thing. It's usually the least interesting aspect in any tabletop thing that we do, which, I mean, that obviously was a a core aspect of Cthulhu where it's like, you know, if I'm going to do combat, I want to make it fun and meaningful every time. And that's sometimes hard to do. And really, a lot of red skill checks, especially like with the weapons, a lot of the weapons feel, again, it comes back to that idea we were talking about where it's in this kind of post-apocalyptic. It feels like survive our hardcore mode on new vegas yeah. is what it feels like where it's like you have a weapon and, and i want this weapon to to be like this thing would be really meaningful it's like oh that's a 2d6 plus one and it's like yeah uh, especially in in red where in 2020 it wasn't really yeah. like that where like all the guns had right. different die and different modifiers yes. here it feels like they've i guess it's a really new game um there's not and there is a system to convert the old guns from 2020 we just haven't used it yet right um right. i remember you talking about that. but um uh for the most part, the guns that this game brings are like, yep, it's pistol. Here is pistol. Yep. It's like, okay. It's a lot of like watered down kind of generic mm. stuff. And, and I get that that's meant to convey like, it's supposed to be a part of the theme, but like, just like with like vehicles and all this stuff, there's just a lot of stuff with the games, maybe not so much mechanics, but also like economy system where I think it's not limiting, but it's more like it is hard to kind of branch out. And that even applies to the leveling where I don't feel the leveling is that rewarding yet per se, mm-hmm. but maybe we'll get to that point eventually. Mm-hmm. But again, it's it's mostly just nitpicks. Yeah. That, that's usually nitpicks with anything. Like any tabletop thing we play, it's just yeah, yeah. little nitpicks. But, 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 but that's but it. Definitely like, good is that net running actually works really well for once. It's so much fun. Yes. It's so easy to get yeah. it. And that every Absolutely. class feels very different. It doesn't feel like everyone's a solo, even though they're not. Yes, that's yeah. that is something. There, there's a lot of cl- better class variety mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. in 2020. I would Absolutely. like to yeah. see a little bit of subclassing, maybe. You know, Please, like maybe ab- like nomads, and there's like here's a different type of nomad. You know, like that'd be kind of cool. Yes. I know there's I a bit of that. that already in the book, but I'd like to see a little bit more. Maybe with like different yeah. skills, you know, they could have. Um, sure. I love the game, and I, just to wrap it up, I feel like you know, if you, anyone is listening who likes tabletop and has only played 5th edition, please play Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk Red is so fun. It's such a great moment to get into another game, and it's such a great moment to get into Cyberpunk specifically. Um, oh, yeah. They have a lot of free DLCs. Um, they've got the PDF over at DriveThruRPG. Um, it's on sale plenty. Um, they've got Cyberpunk Die. They've got they they have a fucking a, 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 a GM screen, which is really cool because they've never had that Ooh. before. Ooh, and the okay. GM screen has like everything you need on the inside. You know, like uh, critical injury sheets, fucking everything. It's so convenient. You know, um, so yeah. it, it feels like Red caught up on a lot of industry standards. Yes. And it's it's great. It's it's not now is the real like the best time to play Cyberpunk. It really is. So don't miss it, please. Try it out. 
now is the best time to take it to the edge, which, you know, if we were going to take it to the edge 32 years later mm-hmm. with Cyberpunk 2077, we can start talking about that now. Yeah. And, and it Even though we've kind of already been talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and once again, like, you know, uh, super special thanks to our tough sorting games. And, of you know, Thank they you. sent that book like a year ago, two years ago. Yeah. You got uh, both of those? We got Witcher and Cyberpunk, right? Dude, awesome, no, man. it was crazy. We got all the Witcher books. We got Castle Falkenstein, which I want to review soon. Um, we got the data screen for Cyberpunk Red. And then they sent right. me an email. Hey, um, we were out of the handbook. I'll send it to you in a month. And they sent it in a month later. Wow. And I've got it back awesome. there. It's yeah. so great to have it very, like a hard book, you know, of Cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah. So, super grateful, super grateful. So moving on so what's the final rating for final rating it's genuinely my favorite tabletop RPG and I'm not just like sucking dick because I got it for free it really (laughs) is my favorite tabletop RPG and I like red a lot because it doesn't replace 2020 it just gives me a different version like New Vegas Fallout New Mm. Vegas Okay. It's not Fallout 4 replacing Fallout 3. It's Fallout New Vegas giving me a different perspective than, New Vegas, than, than the other one, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. super good, and it's got a lot of quality of life improvement. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, if you want to play Cyberpunk 2020 with the Cyberpunk Red Rulebook, it's done. It's so easy. Oh. Just, you know, go back in time. Make it up. You're the GM. Do yeah. it, you know? Yeah, I... I think a lot of people get uh, hindered by the fear of like, well, I need to stick within the confines of this, you know, because it's like this wellspring of creativity. It's like, well, let me go off of what the books provide. But like the, the having the ability and the freedom to be like, no, you can just yeah, do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like more, if more people realize that, like you can really just do. Obviously, have a baseline of rules and consequences. Obviously, those are important, especially consequences. But you can really do whatever you want. Yeah. You really can. And once you realize that, there is such a liberating aspect to this sort of like boundless, just terrifying freedom, I guess uh, you would call it, of just like you really can do whatever you want. And once you realize that with any tabletop game that you play, sky's the limit. Oh, yeah. Go play Serpent it, guys. Red's good. Go play yeah. it. Go play it. Yeah, especially thanks to Jake, right? All right. 2077. Boom. Is this we another about tabletop? This. Or is this the game? Like the it's the game. The it's game. the game. We it talked about the, the game, game like a week ago, but you wanted to talk about it. Me? No, Will did. Oh, oh, Will. So I wanted okay. to. So yeah, because I'm like Raul hated it. Raul thinks it's garbage. I'm, I'm good. Like I don't, really? ha- I don't hate it. I, I'm just like you didn't eh. feel like the the updates were good enough. Yeah, I'm like, ah, it's just like you can you can get a couple apartments and there's some bug fixes. It still has bugs sure. and it's like. Uh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you know? No, I get that. Let me, let, let me, all right, let me get on the, up. Uh, we'll hand me the talking pillow. Thank there you. you. Kiss, on, yeah. kiss on the floor. This is all you. <laughs> you know what? This is all you too. I'm going to drink. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. No, this, this is good. I'm, I'm actually, I'm glad. That, okay. So, first thing coming out of the gate, mm-hmm. this is nothing new, of course, but obviously I feel like it needs to be said. When a publisher decides that quarterly profit margins is the most important thing to them, Everything else suffers in the process. Okay, yeah. Time time and again. Mm-hmm. And just to, you know, what the upper management of CD, at CD Projekt did in pushing out the game, it did not need to come out when it came out. Mm-hmm. Of course, we know right. this. It was released yeah. December 10th or 11th, 2020. Yeah. And while, from my personal experience, I was able to play the game 
backwards compatibly on my PS5, and I had a mostly solid experience, and that was good. A lot of people tried to play it and were not able to, mm-hmm. and that was very unfortunate. Yeah. And that really, the technical aspects very much affected people's enjoyment of the game, mm-hmm. even on PC. And that is a problem. Mm-hmm. And I know I have to imagine that the developers who made the game and poured you know their heart and soul into it because they fucking crunched on the thing for God's sakes. Like they have to know that too, and that's the worst feeling, right? Is when you know that something isn't ready to go, but you have to ship it out anyway. That happens a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it happens a lot. It is a very serious problem that the industry has with pushing out games when they're not ready Mm -hmm. because it has to make money. Especially something that doesn't necessarily support a live service model or has microtransactions. It's even worse, Mm -hmm. you know. And a lot of games will die because of this, even if they have microtransactions. I look at... The franchise Deus Ex, its last release was Mankind Divided back in 2016. Yeah. And even though I personally think in a lot of ways it's much better than Human Revolution, it's sold considerably worse. Mm-hmm. And its microtransactions, it affected, it was adding on to its pre-order bonus catastrophes, and not to mention its mechanical apartheid theme didn't really work out the way they wanted it yeah. to. But Square Enix totally mishandled that entire franchise. Mm-hmm. Like, Completely. And with CD Projekt, I think, obviously, them... To talk about 2077, I need to really talk about them first as a developer. They obviously were, you know, a more smaller, not Eurojank indie team, but they were a smaller team coming up in Poland, of course, and eventually making, you know, the the first Witcher, which was, was an, an, I'd say, an underrated gem to, uh, to a certain an point. An gem, Hello. But very much, it had its problems. But again, for a first time with everything that they were trying to do, it's a very admirable game. Mm-hmm. The Witcher 2 builds on this. Again, it's it's this cult classic kind of thing where it's doing a lot, but like it's it's not quite there. The Witcher 3 is the moment that CD Projekt Red blows up. You know, and they have obviously GOG, which is a wonderful service, and and they they they've always prided themselves as being user friendly, gamer friendly for the gamers. That this is this is kind of the model that they've sort of been able to have. And in the middle of all of this, they announce that they're working on a cyberpunk game, and they even say, "Hey, we just want to make Witcher game the cyberpunk games." And I'm like, I respect that. What are we talking about? But they announce cyber- we're talking about cyberpunk 2077. Well, like but the background. I'm, yeah, I'm giving yeah. a background. Yeah. Okay. They announce 2077. In 2013 with that trailer. Even I remember that trailer thinking, oh, that's cool. I love cyberpunk stuff. This is cool. It'll come out. I'll probably never play it because it's going to be a PC game because at the time I was I was one of those guys. But it's a baby boy. And it went through this process. And hype. Damn, is, you're right. It had a long-ass development. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, holy hype. shit. And, and it changed like, twice. Real, like, it was originally yeah. going to be a... Um, third person. It was gonna be a third person game. You were gonna be Max Tack. Yep. Like it was gonna be like a cop yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. like SWAT and sure. shit. Mm-hmm. It's like it changed I, a lot. I've, I've I've heard a lot of reports that like a lot of the development of the game really shift gears and changed about 2016, and that's when they really started working on the game. Because of course, obviously, they finished Witcher Three mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's clear <laughs> when you play the game even now that it was made more into a first person game, like maybe two years before it came out, mm-hmm. and stuff changed. And it, and it does feel like. It's not so much a hardcore RPG as it is a, a very a more story rich and occasionally open action adventure game. More like it feel it does feel more like that. I think and there's clearly a lot of truncating and condensing and in corners that they had to cut when the game came out. 
And I feel like its biggest issue, aside from the fact that it was pushed out before it was ready by the upper management, because again, publishers only care about money. They don't care about you. They only care about money. Mm. Is, like I said before, hype is a double-edged sword. Marketability. Marketability, I think, is something, and this is a really interesting point because this ties in with a lot of tabletop stuff and also it even ties in with something like Berserk, for example. Mm. Like, Cyberpunk is presented as in this world, you can only care about yourself. You have to save yourself, not the world. Take it to the edge. Like there are a lot of the, the best way I would describe it is that when it comes to marketing stuff, a lot of it is unironically cringe. Like you, you read people marketing Berserk, especially the way America markets Berserk. Like I read the like how Dark Horse. This is the not darkest. For the, not, not for the sensitive or the thin skinned This is a dark, fucked it's up so story. Set and I'm like blood and, and gore. And it's just not it, your mom's like, manga. <laughs> and, and it just, and it's it's not a story that's about trauma. It's a story that's about healing. That's very beautiful, and it's it has many dark yeah. moments that are. I, adver- but it's it's, it's incredible. It's, I I mean, I watched the anime. The anime was. I always felt like, oh, this is a really sad story about betrayal, yes. and it yes. really hurts, and it's really sad and depressing. But that's it, because it ends but there. The, but the manga is so much about healing. It's so yeah. much about not seeking revenge, which is what I thought it was going to be about. I think it's right. what Guts thought it was going to be about. But it's about letting right. go, and it's insane. Yeah, yeah, and getting better. Wow. And I think that, but in the marketing, you wouldn't believe that. Blood! It's it's so bloody! Here's a and horse! With, I wonder what he's going to do! You know, like... Oh, guy and, and with cyberpunk big sword. It's <laughs> one yeah, mission. Does, I, I, I see a guy with big sword and I'm like, he's just like me for real. <laughs> with cyberpunk and even like the way The Witcher is marketed, like there, there is this kind of cringe misunderstanding or misappropriation of what it's supposed to be. Like, you're an edge runner. You take it to the edge every time. Yeah, baby. You can fucking... You could die at any moment. Money, you know, bitches. bitches. Become a super cybernetic freak. Get a cybercock bigger than your dick. The way That's I meant to say leg, but like <laughs> a cybercock bigger than your dick. I feel like that's just working as the, intended. The way. The way cyberpunk is marketed sounds like a, a Maelstrom member's wet dream, mm. and that's really like, like they the Maelstrom gang represents, I think, like what's wrong with the shoot some fucking actually. lead into your own brain. I like doing the voice now. Yeah. I want to keep doing that. It is, it, it is. Please don't. Sorry. But with 2077, I think its biggest detractors obviously were the technical issues, the upper management BS, which again is the worst part about it, but also marketing it as like the next best thing since sliced bread when this game comes out you are never going to be the same and it's like anytime anyone says that about anything it's that's a bad sign yeah like you better you better deliver there's a lot of good and, and games out there and it's a double-edged sword mm. of obviously it's indulged and reinforced and embellished by the marketing team because they want people to get the game right. but also a community or a fan base as awful and toxic as most of them are can also add to mm-hmm. this and be like bro this game was going to save my marriage, and instead it was just a video game? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zero out of ten. I don't believe it. And it's just like, with 2077, oh, sorry. it, yeah, th- there's a, a descriptor that that I've said myself, Will, friend of the show, and, and that, that people have agreed with, of course. And, and, and it's, it's a similar theme that's been kind of thrown around where it's like, in a lot of ways, Cyberpunk 2077 is a 7 out of 10 game with s- occasional 10 out of 10 moments. I agree with that, yeah. 
and that's a. And, I feel like it has for ten me, out of ten characters, ten out of ten story, ten out of ten sound design, ten out of ten uh, art design, ten out of ten. World design. It has ten out of ten sure. everything except maybe the gameplay it was a little like seven. Yeah, no, you know the the world is. I think the world design itself is fantastic, but the world that it, it's littered with this. You know, I, yeah, and, it, and also it, yeah. It reminds me that I've had this spiel that's been fumbling around in my head for a long time. Is that in a lot of weird ways, it reminds me a lot of Mafia Two. Yeah, walk with great me. Great game, hold, by hold the way. My hands, both of you. Great game. Be- best one. of the, the three. Yeah, games, in my opinion. yeah. yeah. Jay, Look at you, Jay. Jay, Jay Roll, hold my hands. Okay, <laughs> Here so we go. Mafia Two is developed by Two K Check, uh-huh. and it's it's a game that is story driven. And it's a third-person uh, shooter action adventure game. Yada yada. G- great mob story. Great ending. Oh god. But as a game, it's very story focused, split up into 15 chapters, and you have, you know, this city, Empire Bay, to, to explore. But exploration and, like, open world gaminess is not really a part of the game. It's not really a marketable feat. Like, there are things that you can do in the game. Like, you can sell cars, you can rob uh, the clothing stores that you go in. Another fun thing about the police system in that game is that when you get caught, they will recognize your license plate and your clothing, and you can get your license plate changed and your clothes changed. And there's collectibles to find, there's, you know, playboys to find, which are very wonderful. And there's another collectible in the game, wanted posters. And I believe it's just pictures of everyone in the development team. It's fun. I remember doing that one night, and it was terrible. A come shot? No. Wanted posters. Oh. And I think there's 159 wanted posters. Wow. In the game. And wow. they are plastered all over Empire Bay. And Empire Bay is a fully explorable world. Like, I mean, there's little attention what to What does this have to do with uh, 2077? Well, what I'm getting, the point <laughs> that I'm trying to get to is that when you're walking around Night City, and you kind of like you looking there's a lot of uh, areas that I would walk into that that are populated with some bit of life but a lot of it feels a lot like set dressing and in Mafia 2 a lot of Empire Bay is built or designed as set dressing of oh you, know, you yeah. can go into a gas station and, 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 and I get, get what like, you mean you can literally have it's a, just you can have a guy get gas yeah but the Which point by the, way was really the cool. collectible the wanted posters, though, the point I'm trying to make with that is that there's so many of them. Some wanted posters are in places that feel like you really weren't supposed to get up here or it feels like it's kind of is like unfinished or at least lacks polish. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of parts of Night City that remind me of Mafia 2 in the sense of like this is a thought out world that has a lot of attention to detail in it. But there are also places that feel very hollow and like this is pretty to look at. Yeah. But interacting with it on a meaningful no, level there's is nothing not really, to do they, nothing like in red in red dead 2 my favorite fucking story man sure, red dead 2 sure. sucked me in like nothing ever rockstar has right. ever done bro like right. i never that like black flag did it to me too i never fast traveled with that fucking horse i wouldn't even fucking True. ride the whole way because i'm like oh my horse is gonna get fucking tired so i would just like slow True. gallop all the fucking way hi to everyone i would hunt like, it took it too far i really took that game too far for no fucking reason yeah and 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 like there's a story like i was fishing once right sure and i must have crossed state lines somewhere i had a fucking bounty but I, I didn't right. notice. Whatever. Point is, I'm fishing, um, and I'm catching this fish. It's somewhere on my Twitter, and it's a tiny little ass fish. So I drop the fish back in, and just before I reel another one in there, um, like suddenly, 
the fucking wanted thing comes up and the map pops out of nowhere. And I'm like, what? And then there's cops everywhere mm. around me. But it was like an ambush they were doing. They weren't just going to like, I'm going to shoot you. No, no. They were like setting up this ambush and like, oh, they're like, hey, surrender. I'm like, whoa. The way the, the world is interacting with me right now is unprecedented. You know, this is insane. Right. Yeah. Cyberpunk is none of that in it's pres it, it presents itself like it could be but if you right. try to like just exist in the world you realize it's nothing it's just hollow it's just yeah, a loading right. screen it's really yeah. yeah yeah the, the one system even now is not very good it's, it's, it's just not a thing that like is designed very well and there's a lot of buildings that are just a, a bunch of doors that you can't enter mm. and there's this again it, that's what it comes back to this idea of mafia 2 tells a great story and it's it tells world a great story well designed, and designed but, but it's yeah it's You're not supposed and to explore Knights, Empire City. But it's the idea that you can, is that I appreciate that they, they thought about yeah. that, I guess. And, and I would say with Night City, I think it's definitely a much more reactive and, and detailed than like Empire Bay was, of course. But there are those moments where it's like, obviously, you know, a lot of comments would be like, oh, it just looks like GTA V. And granted, well, maybe lo the city of Los Santos is more thought out and reactive to stuff that you do and its NPCs are more, you know, dynamic, I guess. And obviously Red Dead Redemption 2, even though it has its own problems with its design, its world is very livable and it feels very deliberate and thought out and just reactive to everything that you do. That is really one of its, probably its biggest strength, I would say. Night City is kind of in this weird space in between where it is very immersive and atmospheric, but there are these moments kind of interspersed between all of that where you can be in a place that like it's like wow this aesthetically looks great this would make for a great screenshot but there's nothing to do no here. no it's just pretty to look the story's at. great though and that's really yeah no and the story is wonderful but the problem like i was mentioning before is that the technical issues and the upper management bs and the marketing cringe and all these kind of controversies sort of circulating it obviously overshadows the heart of the game mm -hmm. and because there is a lot of ironically, humanity to Cyberpunk 2077. And that really is a testament to, obviously, the 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 programmers, artists, uh, quest designers, the right, like for people who worked on the game, and again, crunched terribly for this game. There are little pieces of attention to detail, like the way V will reload their weapons in a variety of ways that were thought out. And it's like, oh, this, is, this isn't just a generic reload animation. There's soul put into this. Mm -hmm. Oh, the way this character looks at me, the way that their facial animations are, are modeled, like, wow, this is... I remember one of the not, first things I noticed about the game that I was like, fuck yeah, was that every conversation you would have, it felt like... I don't know if you noticed this, Raul. Um, it didn't feel like sure. they were rushing to finish their lines. Yes. Sometimes they would just like... It's like we're talking, and then it's like... Just silence. Uh, and the guy would stand up, and he'd walk around the room... Yeah, are you talking about like yeah. conversations that you have with NPCs? Yeah, yeah, like 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 you're talking to Victor, right? And okay. it's a story mission that you're talking <sighs> to Victor, and yeah. Victor's like, "V, you're a piece of shit." Mm -hmm. And then he'll stand up, and he'll crack his knuckles. He'll kick mm -hmm. the chair. He'll keep living. He he's not he's a like, static oh, model. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Anyways, let's yeah, let's yeah. do this thing. It's not just yeah. V, you're a piece of shit. Anyways, let's do this thing because the right, lines right. are just being delivered. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. It's not how humans yeah, yeah. talk. And I right. didn't realize that until I played Cyberpunk that every other game, characters just 
let's have a conversation. And you go, bing, bong, bing, bong, bing, bong, bing, bong, bing, bong, done. You know? I want to say you're kind of wrong because the game does this thing. Wrap it up. No, I'm joking. No, 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 no. The game does this thing where, okay, you're talking to Victor. and Sure. Oh, I know. He finishes. And then he goes, you in there, V? You in there, V? You in there, V? 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 Are you in there? V? V? I'm like, fuck, no. dude. Just no. let me <laughs> let me think what I want to, which no, no, option I want right. to choose. Right. No, like, no. come on. That's not what I meant. I meant, I guess, the, the the voice acting from their part. You know what I mean? Okay, like, yeah, when, yeah. when they're talking to you, mm-hmm. there's organic pauses in between yeah, their yeah. lines. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's okay. funny. You're right. They really don't oh, give you a sec Jesus to think. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, it's I, like I might take a few minutes to take a sip of beer, but I need your reply, V. I got shit to do, motherfucker. Like, Jesus, fuck, let me just think which one of these I want to choose. Like, uh. A lot of the moments are kind of chopped up between, like, there are very naturalistic moments where, like, these feel like real people that you're talking mm. to. And then there's, there are these little bits where you're reminded that, oh, this is a video game and it's a buggy one mm-hmm. of that. It's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. well, you know, like, oh, Johnny's T-posing in the corner again. And he's <laughs> yeah, fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah. Like, look at him. And, but it really hey, it v, does come back to this check idea. Check this out. And then he just T-poses. It. It does come back to the idea, though, that the actual writing and and performances, the animations of those characters are so good that it makes up for it, in my opinion, for me, at least. And really, V is definitely, for a character that is so predefined and well-defined as they are, it is still like, I actually really enjoy them as a player character, and I feel like that was really a good thing of CD Projekt to do of, you know, if we're moving past Geralt, who is already a character that is so well established in books and we have to give him amnesia to kind of justify player agency and all this stuff. And then it's like, you have these three different versions of him, yada, yada. V is like, V has certain things, you know, that they obviously have canon names for both of the the more masculine and feminine uh, versions and different birthdays even, which is a very interesting detail and obviously little things, but and it was really on my second playthrough when I was playing through it as a female V specifically that there's just a lot of life to that character. Oh, yeah, female V really and just, did it. I, and, but, like, just this really both of them have, like, these occasional dialogue choices, especially when you're talking to potential romance options, mm. where it just feels so, like, wow, like, I know this person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of RPGs, especially like especially if you play like say a Bethesda game, for example, I think there's a lot of great stuff to a lot of Bethesda games. I think their uh, environmental storytelling and their exploration and, and their presentation are very good. But when you talk to a lot of characters, there's there are those you know we've seen the the jokes of the guys like hello, welcome to the tavern. He gets up and he just walks into a bunch of <laughs> seats or whatever. And like it's all around. Yeah. And the jank is half the charm for a lot of RPGs what? like this. Like In the goddamn. <laughs> Mass Effect 1 is a perfect example of this where I think it's a great game but half of its charm is how janky mm-hmm. and almost amateur it is in some ways like that's and if you completely remade that it would be lost because it's like well this is if you could, if you could suddenly sprint within the capital you would ruin yeah. all the fun like that, in Mass Effect instead of that zoom it does you remember that yeah where yes. you, you play Mass Effect 1 Ro oh 1 no you, there's Not this one. thing where if you're anywhere that isn't combat Shepard jogs right mm-hmm. and if you no. press the sprint button 
the camera goes boom, but he's still jogging at the same he's pace. And yeah. it's lost shields. It's all. It's just the illusion of choice. I saw a meme of like the cow in the two lanes. And it's like sprinting, oh, yeah, yeah. running, the illusion of choice in Mass Effect 1. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, funny. That's crazy, man. That's good. Can't target them. Sorry, I'm going to fucking Mass Effect shit post all day. I know. Really, I guess the thing for reviewing 2077, like we, we've laid out that like there's issues with the gameplay. I, I think that there's really fun things to it. I think that like while it's clear that V just canonically seems like a bit of a multi-class between a netrunner and a solo that's basically would be his like it would it would be nice obviously like in a theoretical sequel to be able to play like if i want to be like a rocker boy or you know something like this like i feel like the life paths don't really influence the story as much as they probably could like i think that the openings are strong you know you know this was great giovanna played that game for about an hour that's all she's played sure and she was and she was playing it and it came from her organically. She's like, I thought I was a fucking nomad. What the hell am I doing? And I was like, holy mm, shit. Sure. That sucks. Huh? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's beca- even though it's I think the street, kid, the, the street kid life path the is one. definitely the weakest one. But but it's the one that feels the exactly. most like, oh, yeah, V is just a street yeah, kid. Yeah, that's, that's just what thing. he is. But the matter. corpo, to be clear, the corpo and, and nomad life paths, I think, are wonderful openings. And I oh, do appreciate I the dialogue the options one. that do come up. I feel like up. the corpo was so rushed. Get to the game. Get to the game. Yeah, it, it felt like that. And it's just that's like, the core. And that's and that's Nomad the has like a whole like thing. Obviously. You shoot your right, gun. Yeah. You're like yeah, yeah. in the car. Sure. It's like yeah, you can kind of explore a little bit. That felt mm-hmm. like they did it. You know, they did the whole thing. Yeah. And sure. then Street Kid but felt like it was their favorite one because they yeah. had fun with the little stuff they did. You know. Sure. But corporate was like, you're a corporate. Here's the office. All right, Which you're fired. I, and I it's like, it whoa. Kind of plays into the to the story of like the corpo, like yeah, but know, like, like at least yeah. let me let's do some feels, you know, like oh, I gotta, I gotta, I, I want to feel at least powerful for five minutes. I didn't even realize I had millions of dollars until the fucking Arasaka goon is like, I'm taking all your fucking money, bitch. Yeah, like, yeah, ah! yeah. and yeah. he's like, oh, like on the floor. And you you for make some, some reason. corporate decisions, but they're not. They're, What's the you corporate don't even get decision? To see them. You tell the guy, I'll talk to you. Well, I, these are the two corporate decisions you make as a corpo. You in you first see someone who's like, hey, here's the shit, and you can be like, you're late, bitch. Or you can yeah. be like, thanks. And there's someone who's like, hey, B. And you're like, no time. I'm going to a meeting. Or be like, what's up, homie? And yeah. then, oh, the last one. It's like, oh, there, one of our agents got burned. Mm-hmm. What do we do? And it's like, pull him out or keep him in. You know what he signed that's up it. for. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. You're, and then it's like, you're fired. And like, ah! And then you're back to being a fucking solo <laughs> or street yeah. kid. Yeah. Well, I always said, at least you can make the-, the argument in character that you were still a nomad after that intro. Because you can just get, oh, yeah, just get another car, get a cool car, hang out in the fucking wasteland, role play it, done, you know. But like, I don't get to be millionaire well, corpo V and then also do jobs for Rogue. Why? Why would I do that? Like, there is no actual, there are no side missions I can do that relate to being sure. a corporal. There's, there's, I can't go to an office building. I can't. Yeah. Help the Militech people. Arasaka is my enemy, so whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm just a solo. Well, the 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 dialogue options that mention your life path, I think, are like a. They're, yeah, and then they're they're uh, like, uh, oh, uh, I used to, I know how this works. Cause I was a carpo once. Like, oh yeah, oh, damn, that sucks. Well, it it feels it feels like a like a, a soft like a like we you know we know there probably is more that they wanted to do with it though it also feels like they had a V that was in mind of like yeah. okay you're gonna be this net runner slash solo but they threw in the life path just because later. someone and, up there and, upstairs is like we need to have life paths 
But I still, like, with no, my issue with the Nomad Life Path is that I actually would have liked to have seen the backers and we never actually see what was so wrong with them. Like, I would actually like to have right. been in the camp. Right. And, but the thing is... I, but what you can I, still do the, the Aldecaldo stuff. stuff, see? And you can argue to yourself, True. okay, I'm an Aldecaldo now. And you can be the Nomad. You can be the Nomad. But I also think that the Corpo life path thematically is still very strong because I think that pairs well with you becoming a nomad at the end of the game if you want to because you go from this to yes. that. Yes. And, and when I picked the Corpo life path especially, there, there is more I wish I could have done. But I think there are little touches that I still appreciate and still that immersed me. For a first-time playthrough, I feel like it still immersed me into the world the best way. Like walking into the office of the guy and you see the European Space Union and all the people just get murdered was a very like shock and like whoa and they just got away with that that's cool yeah, but I, you I hop in, in the trailer you, you hop into you, you hop into the av you know and you're talking to your guru like hey man you're stressed you got to calm down like i'm just playing a rich piece of shit you land on top of lizzie's bar and like the guy's like yo what's up and you fucking punch him like i think that that's i think that is good for what it is though i did want more out of it i wanted the life paths to be more meaningful but i think it just come it Obviously, conf thank you, James. It conflicts with what they wanted to do, which is V just by design. It's just like a net runner slash solo. Like that's what it is. Right. And the nomad in the in the corpo stuff. It's like you you need to have the option to make a character that stays this and doesn't kind of like dip in and out of it. Mm -hmm. I think. And street kids just whatever. Street kids literally just what V is like. That's, that's just it. Yeah. You know? But. I still think that it does set, like, I do think the Corpo Life Path has the strongest Jackie relationship because they already know him. disagree as well. I think the Nomad one is good I as well. I like the Street it Kid one good. the best, actually. The Street Kid one doesn't even really make I any like sense. I like it because I feel like, follow me here, follow me here. Um, I don't even remember it, that one. Oh, you're you stealing the Street car, Kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Let's he's go. stealing the same car you're stealing. Yeah, and then you both get good. caught, and then yeah. it's like, okay, we're alive, and Jackie's like, hey, you want to get a fucking taco? And B's like, why would you want to get a taco with me? You almost shot me a minute ago. And Jackie's like, well, because it was, it, you know, I don't, not, not, not personal. Yeah, 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 yeah. and, and yeah. I'm like, that's kind of cyberpunk, though. That's kind of Jackie, you know? Yeah. There, there is a problem with it, though, that they... If it took place, if you got the mission from a different bar, it would have made more sense. Because V totally would have ran into Jackie at El Coyote Coyo. Like, oh, how do they you not see that they've never other? seen each other. That's true. And, and they, they totally, and they're both robbing the same car. I think that's a fun concept, but like putting it in the same bar, it doesn't make any sense. Like his mom is right there. Yeah, you're right. It's like, well, if V's are, it, but I mean, again, every life path has its pluses and minuses, mm. I think. And What's really your favorite role? But. I was like, I fucking my favorite one was when I unsound the game. Fucking stupid. <laughs> the first Rose, one I went with choice. was Corpo, and then I saw it and I was like, wow, sure. the game already started. That's crazy. Um, yeah. I think yeah, the second yeah, yeah. one I went for was Street Kid, and sure. I was Makes like, sense. this was pretty cool. I guess Nomad would be my favorite one. Yeah. I get that. It's I'd longer. Getting it's going. Like, I don't know. I kind of like yeah, crossing the, whole, the border. Yeah, the situation is kind of funny to me because we're we're just hauling an iguana. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, that is that's very sad. And I, and yeah. I like and I, I like think, the uh, the border control part. That part's cool. Mm -hmm. Border yes. patrol, border, border yeah. whatever. Yeah, because yeah. it really it it really brings into focus how shit and terrible right. that yeah. is. Where it's like, oh, you have to get through that. Like it does feel like you go on something very purposeful and deliberate with Jackie, and I do appreciate mm -hmm. that. I do like that. I do. Um, but really, I guess for reviewing it for me, it's more about. 
And, and this is this comes back to something that we were talking about during the red portion of the review. It comes back to this line that Mike Pondsmith has. You know, this idea that cyberpunk is not about Mike saving Pondsmith the world. On the it's about, it, oh god! No, it's, it's cyberpunk's not about saving the world. It's about saving I'm gonna email him. And I think that that's, I, I think that that's good. But I, I do think that something that I really like is that you can take a meaningful quote or mantra that someone or something kind of has or exhibits, and it's important to still interrogate all pieces of criteria involved in that <laughs> and going back and really looking at what this thing means. Yeah. Because what I like about the way 2077 story is built is that Act 1 is like playing a cyberpunk one-shot. You have your background for your character. Act 1 is, you know, is oh, like, like not playing the game. Oh wait! It, you mean the, is, the heist part? The, yeah, the heist part, that one, is a one shot. Yeah, but 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 everything about Act One is building up to the heist. Now, yeah, let me, yeah, let me, yeah. Let me, let no, me you're right. You're right. You're right. This Act One of Cyberpunk is like playing a one shot. It's like you're playing. The game. Yeah, and it's about this idea of, you know. This question constantly presents itself to you: Quiet Life or Blaze of Glory? This keeps coming up. It's very. It feels like you're you're a part of the tabletop game. You have your character. You have your backstory. Where oh, I was a nomad, but now I'm this. Or I was a corpo, and now I'm this. Whatever. Now I'm doing this job, and we and we have this high. We have this gig, right? Me and my solo best buddy. Where I'm the net runner. He's a solo. We're going in. We're going to do this heist. We're going to make a bunch of Eddies. We're going to be fucking legends like Johnny Silverhand, Morgan Black. And we're going to be like the great legacy characters that are established in the rule books. And they then kill Sabura Arasaka and it ruins your fucking life because you're like, that that can't happen. That doesn't make any yeah. sense. I've been playing the board game for 10 years. They wouldn't just kill a fucking character like that. That's insane. Yeah. And then they do. You're like, what? Did someone? Hold on. And you got to beep, boop, boop, boop. You got to call Mike. And Mike's like, yep. It's like, hey, Mike, did you know they killed the main character in that video game you licensed? Is that, are you okay with that? And he's like, yeah, I signed up on that. I'm like, what? Why would you just like, that's insane. Are you kidding me? And then, that's like a fucking. And then Jackie does. And then Jack, Jack, Jackie's like, whatever. I mean, Jackie. I like Jackie. Whoa, I like whoa, the whoa, idea whoa, of Jackie, whoa, whoa. but Jackie's in present in the game. Well, he's supposed to contrast with Jackie. God, Jay just. Jackie's Jay just not in the game. He is in the Where? game. Where? Where is he in no. the game? Five minutes. He. Jackie's like, hey, I say, what up, man? And then he fucking dies. <laughs> he's well, like, whoa, man, I got shot in the face. And then he's not, he's not in the fucking game. He's not in the I game. Love you, brother, I love you. Brother, I hope you didn't see that <laughs> well, trailer or else this whole, this whole section is not going to mean anything, yeah, no, man, because you saw it. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I was like, I was like, oh, there's obviously gonna be a moment because because the guy in the trailer, they were like, oh, this is just one of the outcomes that you can get. I'm like, okay, there's this. He's not gonna die because this is in trailer. They wouldn't do that. And and Jackie's like, I'm dying, man. I'm like, (laughs) you're like, you're not dying, but I'm dying. I'm telling you, I'm I'm for real dying, dude. (laughs) This is it. (laughs) There must have been a mistake. I must have done a wrong choice. Then you play it again, and you're like, oh shit, I'm dying again, man. It's almost like they coded so, me this way. So the point that I'm wow, trying to make Will, before Jay just went completely off the rails all, there. Huh? <laughs> no, I'm I'm just I'm ignoring Jay. I'm just like that's crazy because he's literally derailing every <laughs> single conversation that we're having. Yeah. The point is that me and my solo best buddy we're doing a job, and then it's like okay, Saburo Arasaka, the big dude, Adam Smasher's his bodyguard. He sees you. Oh man, is that Adam Smasher? That's scary, man. I hope he doesn't shoot but me in, in the, the face. The <laughs> idea is that Saboro dies, Jackie dies, and then you die. 
so yeah, the typical you do ending die. to like a typical ending to like a one shot or like you know Jay, for all of his dumbassery, and there is a lot. There, there is. is a lot, as you can tell from this episode. There's a lot of just this episode, here. bro. We've been doing this for eighteen. I know it's really bad. I don't know how I tolerate it. You is listen the, to it. it? You Jay listen to the podcast. No, I know. You Jay don't. told me. <laughs> Jay occasionally will have very poignant things that he says, and in our first campaign that we were doing for for Cyberpunk 2020, poignant like very something that resonates. Got it. Thank you. That's okay, very okay, thoughtful. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Is that we were talking about like well the here's the way this story could develop and this character could become like the unwitting antagonist and Jay said something to me that really stuck out to me that really describes the cyberpunk genre very well and it's the idea that the the antagonist is the system and the futility of your actions. Oh man, I said that. That's crazy. Wow, I said I that. Know, Damn. The, uh, I'm. I'm. Wow. Com- I'm completely, <laughs> J- Jay's incredibly hyper is a complete character of how he actually is. Right Raul, really did you hear that? Sh- that came out of me, man. Damn, yeah. that's crazy. Crazy. Dude. And I and I was really I was taken back by that because I thought that's a really meaningful way to describe what the true villain of a situation like what this is. It? Because what was the it issue again? was that it again? <laughs> it's it's the system and the future of your actions. Right, I'm a tattoo that, and it's good because and. It really ties in with this idea of, again, this question that Dexter Deshaun asked me, Blazing Glory, you know, Blazing Glory, Quiet Life, and you die, and that's it. You, you, your one shot's over, like you played Cyberpunk Tabletop, your character died. Bye, yeah. Except, except, Act 2 starts, and now the relic saves your life. The thing that Jackie unwittingly, or unknowingly, saved your life by slotting the relic into you instead, which he would have been alive, possibly, if he That's kept it in him. I want to see a version of... Where Jackie hasn't said, yeah, absolutely, yeah. because Jackie's, Jackie's whole character is built as an idealist who wants to, who is a part of this world and is very street smart, but he never lets go of his heart or his ideals. But also he dies like he just he wants to be the best and he died like for the rest. It. And that's that's a very and that's a very important thing for V where it's like, wait a minute. Whoa, this thing that I thought that I gave a shit about this doesn't matter to me because it's like now I just now it's just about having to survive day to day. And now I'm being <coughs> hit with seizures and, and, and constant mental degradation. But also Johnny Silverhand, ironically, is the thing that saved your life and why you're still mm-hmm, living mm-hmm. right now. And it's, like, and it's, and a it's interesting as well because uh, coming back to that yeah. futility thing, the sure. I had played a lot of Cyberpunk, Raul, you know this. Um, I um, sorry, I'm gonna eat some ice. Um, so <laughs> I had naturally done it, so at the end of all of my sessions, there's always this big moment of, yeah, you're not yeah. gonna save the day, you know. Sure. And I, every time yeah. someone plays the game with me. They always get to that moment. They're like, "I'm, I'm gonna do it," and I, and I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't. I want my players to succeed and do whatever sure. it is. What I, I usually don't have a, a long scale, a long like a long uh, running plot. This is the first time I have it with Red that I'm playing with Will. Where I know what I want to do towards the end, and I have the story. Right. Mm-hmm. Usually, I kind of just let the characters live in the world, and we play mini sessions. Right. 
and then I try and pair those mini sessions together and something usually happens and then the players are like, I kind of want revenge or I kind of want to do this. And I'm like, okay, sure, try it, you know? Um, and they usually die in their attempt of doing that. Um, I would like them to succeed, but obviously, they're, you know, the cards are always stacked against them because I know what they're... I, it's cyberpunk, you know? When you're fighting the man, you're probably not going to win. I'm not going to make it easy. Um, and I had always run all my games and no one ever makes it. They always try some big bombastic thing and everyone dies or someone dies and everyone realizes this was stupid and all the characters just walk towards the, like down the road with the stars in the sky, you know, totally changed forever. They don't want to be edge runners anymore. They just want to go home and sleep, you know? And it's always this very sobering moment. I'm playing Cyberpunk. I don't know what ending, I know what ending Will picked. I don't know what ending you picked, Raul. What ending do you pick? We talked about this in the first episode. The first one I picked was um, the star ending with the nomads. Mm. You left with Pan Am, right? I think that was the second one I chose. I think the first uh, no, one was Johnny actually stays. Like oh, Johnny, uh, the, the temperament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your body. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you did the Johnny thing, right? Sense. Yeah. Because it yeah. makes sense. There's this mm. moment, this narrative moment, where obviously... Uh, you have this character who is an annoyance in your head, literally, mm. um, who is the antagonist who's trying to kill you, who as the story goes on, you begin to trust, you mm. begin to rely on, and then he becomes your brother. He becomes your family, and he, right. again, no pun sure. intended, becomes part of your identity, right? Mm -hmm. So at the end, sure. Johnny tells you, listen, I know, it's, I know what you think of me, um, but I need you to trust me on this one. I, I want to help you. You know, and how can you say no to your best friend, to your brother, you know, to you, right. you shared that moment in uh, Johnny's old apartment, you know, like you yeah, af the dog after tags. that dog tag. Would you take moment, a bullet for me? Yeah. Would, would you take a bullet? Yeah. For me? After that moment, it's kind of like so done deal. You sign the check. We're, we're bros for life. And, and you there's this obvious thing where i'm like yeah this is the good ending of course trusting johnny is the good ending because it feels uneasy and difficult to trust him right but if sure. you do then there's the big reward as we have seen in media this is a common trope right we're following you're following me here i'm right on this right sure yeah Keep going, keep going. So when you follow Johnny into the fray, you you trust Johnny 100%. Yeah, you need the guns, you need the girl, let's do this, you know? And then you go in there and you get the worst fucking ending. You know, second to the Hanukkah one, which is obviously the worst ending. Giving up, you know? That's, or just putting a bullet absolutely. in your brain, that one's pretty bad. Um, mm -hmm. But you get everyone killed. It's all for nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's pre it's not preface, it's it, it's signed and sealed with Johnny like, damn, I fucked up and I'm sorry, <laughs> question mark. Like that's it. That's what you get. You get nothing. Fuck you. And it's like, oh, I remember playing that game and I was just crushed by this again, this sense of futility that nothing fucking mattered. It nothing mattered. Nothing I did mattered at the end of it, because we tried our best. We gave it all, and we still lost, you know, because we, I guess, you, I don't know, because you just suck, because you're insignificant. It's not because you suck, but because you're insignificant. Alt stands there in her digital form, and she's like, I have no idea where you came here, because I can't even help you. Mm, yeah. And Rogue's dead. Mm -hmm. Fucking, 
Wayland is it? Well, Wayland is dead. My rogue died. She blew up. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Because no, Johnny yeah. was like, well, we need rogue. And I'm like, you got it, buddy. Got her killed, you know? And and, and then oh, it's yeah, like, course. it's so fucked. It's fucked, bro. You know? Well, this is really, this This gets, this kind of starts at getting to the point, that, or one of the points that I want to make with this. It's the idea that the futility here is that, of course, spoilers, obviously, for, for, for the game, is that V is going to die no matter what happens. And that this is a variable that Alt does not consider necessarily until she actually gets hands in the body and is able to do the scan of it. You know, the, the, the nanites in the relic ship have attributed so much damage to you know the neurons and the way it's described even in the the hanukkah or, or the devil ending more accurately is that it's like v has radiation poisoning like that's what it's like to, to be like v is like an intruder inside their own body which is horrific in itself there's a lot of uh that that very cyberpunk kind of idea of like body horror and existential dread of like well who am i really am i this am i that and that really gets to the idea of like constructs and putting someone's personality onto a chip and then being able to like store that chip or save that chip or edit it down into something that you personally want which is that it's the ship of theseus all over again which they even say that in the hanukkah ending the johnny ending in particular i think he brings up a good point to v in saying i know what you want to do you want to storm arasaka and i know you got your little nomad buddies and that's great but if you do this you're going to get them yeah. killed yeah, that's going to weigh on your conscience. And the whole thing that Johnny wants to do at the end of the game is absolve V of that. Yeah, guilt. he like for because once he's he wants to help. He, he wants right. and, the best pals and, welcome, and that's why I'm like, okay, it sure. makes sense that we don't want to get the elder calls involved because they are going to die. You're right, Johnny. Sure. And that's that's sure. the, that's what gets you because I do think the Panam one is the best ending, right? Uh, it's, 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 Surpri- it's, it's a it's good, one, it's a good um, subversion of your expectations. It's between that yes. one and the the badass one, where it's like, oh, I'm gonna do this one last fucking job, one yeah. last job, and that's really it. Speaks to the quality, and we we've had this uh, discussion. Jay and I've had this discussion. We've had this discussion with Matt, friend of the show. Hello, hey, Matt, Matt, how you doing? You know, and obviously Ra- Raul as well. Like, it's just this idea that it speak one of the things that a game has to nail and rarely does, especially in an RPG, is its endings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, I think Witcher 3 has good three good endings, even though really there is one that, the preferred one, obviously, is the one where Siri becomes a Witcher, because mm-hmm. obviously she's going to save the world no matter what. The choices here that really matter is how Geralt responds <coughs> to people and how he treats people. And in the second half of the game, it's all about how do you treat Siri, mm-hmm. And that decides... Does she become Empress? Does she fake allow her death to be faked and she becomes a witcher? Does she die? It's all that kind of stuff, you know. But most people say, yeah, Siri becoming a witcher, obviously, no brainer. That's the logical mm-hmm. ending. With twenty seventy seven, the one thing I've always seen is that it is a testament to the quality of its writing that everyone has a preferred ending that they like that they think is the most appropriate, but no one is sitting here shitting on another one of the endings yeah. saying, no, this one is good, all the other ones suck. I think all the endings are great. Yeah, they're pretty good. And I think that it gets to this idea of like, well, what is cyberpunk to you? <clears throat> you know, what, what, what is this, you know, what does it mean to you? It's like, if you are going to die, either now or eventually, what is the most what is the thing that you value the most in your life? What is the most important thing? And I think that each ending kind of speaks to the quality of who you are as a person and what, you know, you think would be best for V. It's like, well, do you like to prioritize? Maybe there's a hopeful outcome to this, but at the end of the day, I'm 
with the people that I love and I'm with camaraderie and I'm with a found family. And we know how important found families are, especially in this day and age in a more internet kind of styled era. And it's like, you're with people that you love. Maybe you have six months left and that's it, but maybe, maybe there's a chance. Mm, Yeah. Or would you rather, instead of withering like that, potentially, would you rather take life by the reins and be like, yeah, if I'm going to die, fuck it. I want to go out on my terms. And it's like, I, I'm, fame and glory and spite are the most important thing to me before it's mm. over. Or is it kind of like, you know, the Johnny ending where it's more about <clears throat> thinking logistically and more about like, listen, it's more about survival and perseverance. And I'm like, well, I'm going to, I know for a fact I'm going to live if I go with all. So you take the body. It, it's your body now anyway. So just do it. And it's, and now it's more the idea of legacy. It's like, Hey, there's a great thing that V says. And when I was playing the most recent playthrough, especially v, female V, she, she does a fantastic job with this one line. I was getting up as Johnny because I was going to go get the sun ending, the, the, the ending where you, V goes out of the blaze of glory at the, the casino in space. Yeah. I was going for that. And I was walking on the path and then f- the f- V stops me, but she doesn't punch me. She just says, Johnny, and almost this pitiful kind of like whimper, basically. And I'm like, okay. And I keep going and all she says is, don't forget me. Oh yeah, that shit fucked and me up, bro. Like, and, and, then I, and I stopped and then I turned around walked into the fucking gr- the grav well and I just I'm like you know okay I'm gonna take the body then so V can live like I, I felt that much for the character in that moment like V's performance at the end of the game is too great. good too good but it's just this idea of like you're going to remember me like you have you know and it's like of course Johnny he even says it himself I'm wearing your fucking face and it's like is legacy important then is it the idea of like well Johnny you know has your body now but so that means that Johnny's always going to carry that weight and it's like well guess what after everything you put me through you're going to remember me you know and, and perseverance and legacy is that important to you or is it just hey is survival the most important thing put me on a chip I will sign this deal with the devil put me in Makoshi yo fucking Colonel did I'll that just... shit Colonel was like there's yeah. no way and, like, and I understand his reasoning he was just like sure, there's just no way we raid our sucker tower and make it out alive Mm. I know siding with Hanako is going to suck, and I know what I'm going to get is not going to be something I like, but you don't raid Arasaka Tower and make it out alive. And he was right. (laughs) He was pretty, he was right. Mm. Unless you do the yellow color ending. He was kind of right. You don't, you don't get anything from it. You don't really get anything from it. So I can't blame him for his choice. And that really comes down to the idea that like every choice that you make at the end, it makes sense for who you are. It's like, yeah, that's it. It's like. For me personally, the Nomad ending where you leave with the Aldecados, the star ending, you know, the game is sort of based in tarot and I appreciate that. The star ending, you know, you go with them and theoretically it's like, it's mentioned on the radio that Hanako dies, you know, Yorinobu is still in charge, but also you destroy Makoshi, Makoshi's destroyed, Alt takes all the constructs with her, goes beyond the black wall to do whatever the fuck is going to happen with that. Those those AIs are presented very Lovecraftian, like I love the rogue AI element in this game and just this universe, I think it's wonderful and... Honestly, every ending except the Hanako ending kind of just plays into like, oh, yeah, we kind of unknowingly just helped Yuri Nobu's plan all along, which is to destroy Arasaka from the inside. Yuri what Nobu are we, what did are we, nothing what are we wrong, talking anyway. about at this point? Well, it's see, again, this is what it comes to. Are we going to talk about like the new update, though? <laughs> 1.5? Yeah. What is it we uh, talk about? It's just departments and fucking 
That's a yeah, really right, to be honest. It 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 it, it rebalances the, the way your relationships are. I with liked fixtures it though. I the, feel the, like the, it made the game more player playable. Sure. Yeah, there's some uh, what's it called? Yeah, Not net coding, it. but uh, you know what's tough about this? Well, you know, Ra- Raul, when we first did this show, our first episode, he was yeah. sucking that cyberpunk dick. I and was. the more we talk sure. about cyberpunk, it. the more he hates it, bro. Yeah, I'm just like. Uh, I just whatever. appreciate. I appreciate that I, I was trying to discuss the story and the themes. And Jay's like, "What are we even talking <laughs> about, bro? Can we talk about the update, bro?" Anyway, Jay sucks. No, I yeah. just feel like so, we're really off topic there for a while. No, it's about the. It's I'm talking about the game itself. I decided this is really what I wanted to talk about was oh. just the themes of the game because I feel like it's glossed over. Like the themes of the game are so no, glossed yeah, over. Yeah, I totally for, agree. I totally know. agree. And just, I just really like this idea of like, and to me, this is the point I wanted to make. Jackie and Johnny are very important characters because they represent the two most important people in V's life. Is that Jackie is this idealistic edge runner who, again, like I said, he has these ambitions, but he never lost his heart. Yeah. And just even the side quest that involves going to his wake and just like being there for Misty and for his mom and everything is so purposeful and, and with emotion and really well done that like he felt like a real person, of yeah. course. But it's the idea that Jackie is this idea of like, I'm going to be the best, but I'm going to be alive. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to, you know, and Johnny is this far spectrum of like, if, if Jackie knew Johnny and had that kind of relationship that would crush him personally, because Johnny is the far spectrum of like, yeah, I was it. I was the shit. Johnny. And it's funny. It's funny you say that Johnny, if Johnny knew Jackie and he lost to Jackie, that would be too much, I think. You, I don't know yeah, if you know yeah. about the deep Johnny lore, but like he had this friend in the war. Who I don't think he's yeah. named, but he he used to. Knock, is, he talks about this in the apartment. Does, yeah, 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 yeah. So he used to go yeah. by his real name, which was like Robert John Asshole or something like that. Rob, Robert John there Linder is her name, or his name. Um, me. and after his buddy died and he lost his arm at the war, that's when he turned into the asshole we all knew and love. Right. Really. And it's just this idea that to, you know, to do Johnny, it again is what I'm saying, like you know, right. And it's the idea that like Johnny to me like is it's hard to talk not talk about it and not talk about him because he is cyberpunk to me because Johnny is that that anarchistic like he like he is that that you know that that free spirit yeah. animal inside all of us. I mean, Alt even says herself that we can reduce ourselves down to digital code, but there is some residual memory and animal instinct still exists inside all of us. We can't get away from that. We can't get it's, away from it. It's our interesting humanity. because Johnny is such a non-character in the books or he used to be. Yeah. And right. now he is. Now he's a big deal. He he's the front and center. I, he's front and center. And I'm glad cuz he's yeah. a great character. Yeah, CD CD Projekt's very good at uh, doing that. I like taking these established characters and being like, well, let's do something mm-hmm. with this, you know. And really, it just gets down to the idea of like, Johnny blew helped blow up Arasaka Tower, and it, what did it accomplish? Nothing. Nothing. Well, it maybe it accomplished more than we think, but we don't. Change is difficult to see happen in real time, you know. And when he comes back, it's just like, fuck, man, I should have been dead, you know. Just why, you know, what's the point of all this? And the Johnny ending is good because, truthfully, I think. He knew, I feel like he had a feeling that he and Rogue were both going to die because in Johnny's mind, him and Rogue have always been at Arasaka Tower. Like, they both died there because he says that Rogue's not who she said she was. Like, she, or she, she's not the Rogue that he used to know. And it's like, yeah, he's right. Like, like so even if she died and he feels terrible about that, of course, I think he was fully, like, yeah, the, and I think she needed to die Don't get yourself there. and your friends killed. 
Yeah, because it's it comes full circle. They've been in Arasaka Tower for yeah, fifty yeah, yeah, years, yeah. you know, mentally. Yeah, I guess, and that's the whole. But what a fucking game! I guess the the, the, the moral of the story is that you need to buy Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Get it, Raul. Say one nice thing yeah. about it. It's pretty. Pan Am. Pan Am is very good. Pan Am is good. The characters are good. Uh, the areas are good, like the. The aesthetic of the areas and stuff like that. The way sure, it's very artistically sure, sure. nice. Um, sure. <sighs> okay, 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 it, okay, really. okay. If you, okay, knowing what you know now mm -hmm. about the game, but mm -hmm. okay, okay, this is a little. Follow me here. If you could forget everything you know about the game, like of your experience playing the game, forget your mm -hmm. experience playing the game, but know everything you know now about the game. Right. Okay. okay. Would you pay sixty dollars to play it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. There you go. That's all you need. Yeah. That's all you need. At the, at the least, you're gonna have fun. At the most, it's gonna change your life. Yeah. That's how I feel about this game. Because sure. I, I know not everyone's it, gonna get hooked by it. Because be, only because it's a buggy mess. But if you get hooked, I think about it a lot. I think about it a lot more than I thought I was going. And the to. only reason I'm not playing it now is because Elden Ring. But I was like ready to go for a full on. 200 more hours another, yeah yeah i have got the me i, I tried and i was like <sighs> wait I for just, the dlc wait for the DLC. May, yeah that's what i thought when was that coming dlc in this comes update. out baby will we're gonna need you back <laughs> yeah, ex yeah the expansion's in 2023 i'll be there for it oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, wait it's in 2023 yeah they the expansion yeah all the stuff got oh back. i misunderstood upgrade. you mean our world our real world year of 2023 not the fictitious oh, yeah. year no. of no, the no. bombing of. No, okay, no, no, got no. it. Which I I, th I think it is great though that the expansion is yes. going to come out in 2023. I think. No, that's yeah. Great. The I only real issue that. is that Cyberpunk 2077 came out 2021 instead of 2020. Uh, yeah. It's... But only by a few months. Well, I mean, well, I mean, it came out in 2020. Did, no. But the game didn't really come out until a few no, weeks. No, yeah, ago. no. They, that game, that game did not come out in 2020. It came out in December. Oh, December! You're right. Yeah, yeah, just barely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What I happened was that I missed out on the golden year 2020 because of the pandemic. Because I had, you don't know this, Rome, but I was so ready for the 2020 year. I was gonna have fucking photo shoots. I was gonna have costumes. I was gonna go to different parts of Puerto Rico and just be like, yeah, Night City, baby. You know, because it was the year, baby. It was my year. Okay. But the COVID took it took that from <laughs> me, man. Yeah. So I just had a boring ass say, year one, in my one fucking thing, room. One thing that 2077 has definitely improved by, and it's kind of like this positive feedback loop because the tabletop's also improved by it, is that if you, you are a fan of the tabletop uh, variant and also the game itself, it allows you to appreciate oh, each shit. of them both more because it provides this kind of extra perspective, I mm -hmm. guess. That kind of helps as well. Like, being a fan of 2077 as I was already, that allowed me to enjoy our cyberpunk tabletop antics more. But getting more into the cyberpunk tabletop side of it allowed me to also appreciate 2077 more as a yeah. result. So again, it just kind of... All right. So yeah, it's a good game. I it's I say eight point five out of ten, but arbitrary yeah, scores yeah. don't matter. I need to go. I need to go use the restroom. So right well, we should probably wrap air. this up too. Actually, okay. Sure. It's we've been going yeah. on for almost like three hours. Can we talk about Batman some more yeah. time? Sure. Yeah, okay, sure, go pee, fine. go pee. Anyways, uh, so Raul. Yes, uh, cyberpunk. Whoa. Fucking oh, man. Cyberpunk. Oh man. <laughs> it's 
god. I don't I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's not the worst game I've played, that's for sure. Um it's damn bro. It, like, it's it's a good game. It's a good game. It's just it's a not good what game. you expected. It it's to enjoyable. Be. I do have fun. I do kind of get immersed sometimes when I'm kind of driving around and doing missions and stuff like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is good. But I couldn't go through a whole nother playthrough, dude. Not again. Like it was just like I know the story and it kind of doesn't matter. Like, yeah, that any of my choices allow don't matter. To play again, also because it's really hard to skip through it. Yeah, that too. So yeah. I agree. I agree. Okay. And yeah, your choices don't really matter that much either. Yeah. So. So yeah, but that's yeah. cyberpunk for me. I, the reason why I was excited for the update was like I thought it was gonna be like the actual DLC and not yeah. just like yeah. optimization and like. We can do another mega episode for that. Yeah. 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 That's fine. Will I? Will it reinstate my love for cyberpunk? I don't know, man. I'm kind of tired of it, honestly. I like the genre. I I still like Let's the genre. Let's play the very game. Much. Let's play the tabletop. Why don't we do that? We can. Yeah. We can play. We can do like a one shot, like an episode, mm-hmm. which is just you, me, Will. We can get Gabby, or we can get Luis. Luis is good. Luis is better. Yeah. I can you, see me, myself Luis, getting more into Will. a cyberpunk D and D than anything else. Sure I, I'm I'm a bigger fan of like. Modern, modern worlds, yeah, with like, tech you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. being able to weapons, sure, tanks, no, that's, and shit. Yeah. Cyberpunk is my favorite genre of like of of all the the punks. Even though I think all of them are great, especially like Diesel and Astro Punk mm-hmm. are really cool. I mean, Fallout's retro punk, which is mm. cool, you know. But Cyberpunk is like Fallout, getting back in the uh, tabletop. Um, Astro Punk. Yeah, Astro Punk. That's what. It, or well, I mean, I guess retro punk. I, I think it's in yeah, you're right. Terms, you're right. But. Cyberpunk was a perfect way for me to get back in the tabletop and, and, you know, be like, oh, how do I love tabletop again? Cyberpunk was a great kind of reintroduction of that. And that really, that, I guess to sort of wrap up my thoughts, I guess, is that getting in a cyberpunk tabletop and just really all this allowed me to get back in the tabletop and obviously appreciate cyberpunk even more, both this, this IP itself and the genre. But also it just, it kind of allowed me to enjoy D&D more. Mm -hmm. And and like also Vampire the Masquerade and Call of Cthulhu like this this allowed me to look into all these other books and be excited for maybe doing a Shadowrun thing, doing a Blade Runner thing, homebrewing stuff. Or like, hey, let me make a tabletop little module out of a game that doesn't have tabletop rules. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, it, it, I, I watch Critical Role now, and I'm a really big fan of that. And I, I watch other uh, the Vampire the Masquerade has a YouTube series that's also wonderful. And Cyberpunk has a lot of great uh, stuff that's streaming. We, we mentioned Cyberpunk Uncensored mm-hmm. previously. Very good. Even like stuff like Mass Effect has tabletop stuff, and it just it allowed me. I'll always thank Cyberpunk itself because it allowed me to just appreciate all of this more. And now, like being a tabletop enthusiast and a GM myself, like I just I couldn't have said that like two yeah. years ago that at this time. time. But now, I can. and that's really mm-hmm. it's good. All of it's good. Decide what's important to you. You know, never stop fighting, never fade away. I love you. Mm. Yeah. Especially you, Raul. I love you. <laughs> William, I want to wrap this up, yes. but I want to tell you the poop story I've had. I, I want to hear yours, but I want you to... Let's make it real quick, because we are so over, by the way. Uh, no, this like, is great. It's this almost, is great. We're, it's almost this a three-hour episode just of Cyberpunk. I know, that's great. I mean, this is what happens when I get on. Is that If you want me to talk about stuff, I will talk um, about it. Let me tell you my poop story. If you want, you can tell yours. Otherwise, you just cut it. It's cool. I really okay, gotta go tell you my poop story though, because it fucking changed my life. Jay, 
Jay, I'm going to be completely honest with you. You're, you're one of, William, you're, you're, you you're one of my best friends. This shit ruined my life. You do not need to tell me your no, shit William. story. I hear no, about William. that enough from, from Rebel all William. the time. <laughs> you don't understand, my friend. This is insane what happened to me. I got pictures. Not of the shit. Of the oh, situation. Oh okay. So, listen. I'll, I'll send them to you later. God, I don't have those pictures because I changed my phone, man. Okay. Right, let me. Thank I'm going to kill the, the virtual background I have so I can use a little bit of pantomiming here. You can see, uh, there we go. Okay, so now you can see me. Listen, hear me out. So I'm in, I'm in the school, and I'm going to take a dump. And, you know, I take my dump. This is early in the morning, earlier than usual. Bing bong, flush the toilet. I wipe my ass with, like, the construction paper paper they have. Flush the toilet. I throw the paper in the toilet. I flush the toilet. It flushes. Here's the thing. I know what you're going to say. Why would you throw construction paper ass paper into the toilet? William, I'm not going to throw shitty ass paper in the trash can. Never have, never will. It's disgusting. I flush that shit down the fucking toilet. It, all right, I don't give a fuck. And hey, it flushed. So now I have empirical data that the toilet will flush the paper if need be. Do you, do you see this straw man of me that he's created, Rel? Do you see this? <laughs> Where I, I would not understand the, the, the intricacies of how someone takes a shit. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm an alien from this, another yeah, world who doesn't yeah, know what defecating you don't what is. is not until you've been me. So listen, the point is I come back later after lunch, oh, right? And I drop another fat dookie, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yep. The reason I did two dookies this day was because I didn't poop the night before and it carried on into the morning. <laughs> and then this this okay. second dookie is like fresh lunch dookie. It's like McDonald's dookie, you know? So I dookie it out, wipe my ass, wipe a little bit more because it's a, it's a wet one. Toss that bad boy into the, tra- into the fucking toilet and it flush. And this time it doesn't flush. <laughs> because I I dropped construction paper as toilet toilet paper into the toilet bowl, and it just got all clogs right, and I'm like shit okay. Okay, that's fine. No I can work with this. So I fill up the trash can with water, right, and I dump the water in the trash can into the toilet to create enough pressure so that it flushes. Right? Does that make sense? This is how toilet papers. This is how toilets work. They work, they have i I'm going to keep using the straw man that you're an idiot. Well, um, <laughs> you don't know how bathrooms work. But if you insert enough water pressure or just air pressure into a toilet, it'll suck it all up. That's how it works, right? So I pour it into the hole, the water from the trash can, just a little bit. And I see the toilet paper water, the toilet, the toilet water just rise. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. huh, that wasn't supposed to happen. Maybe I didn't use enough water. To create the pressure, so let me just try that again. So I fill well, out. Can I leave? <laughs> listen, listen to me. I fill up the water. Can I leave? You're stuck here. If I'm stuck here, you're stuck here. <laughs> I fill oh, up the, the, the water of the, the the trash can a little bit more this time. You know, okay, this time I gotta be real careful, right? Because it rose a little bit, and I'm gonna I gotta make it flush. So I'm just gonna dunk it all in there at once, create enough pressure uh-huh. to make it. Uh-huh. So I yep. do that, mm-hmm. and the water just goes mm-hmm. and it rises more, and now it's just like mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. centimeter away from just over flooding. And I'm like, oh no, mm-hmm. what the fuck have I done? Yep. Why didn't it flush? Mm-hmm. And all the, the, the poop is like a mess now, and oh no! Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I can't do this. And all the toilet paper is like, like turning into a fucking monster. And I'm like, this is not happening to me. It's not <laughs> happening to me. Just and I'm, yeah. I'm like, other people yeah. use this bathroom. People are gonna know. I need to pick. Okay, so what yeah. if I just let it be? 
what if you it'll come down it'll come down with time right just get a while so I just leave the bathroom I leave like that I do, I do my deed and I leave just fuck it just fuck it it'll, it'll be fine and I give class for about an hour and I'm giving class and I'm google searching how long does it take for a toilet bowl to unclog itself like literally it, it, 20 it hours 12 hours I'm like, this is not gonna work this is not gonna work no 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 well, that's what I saw on Twitter I'm freaking out man I'm not on Twitter on, on Google were there no plungers no no were hang on no hang on no there were no plungers <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to be the straw man. I'm sorry. I don't know how. Exactly. Thank work. you. So, I, I I'm like I, I, I gotta shake out on the toilet. I run back to the toilet. It's still flooded. Wrong, Mr. Stop. English teacher. Mass Effect one jogging into that bathroom, please. I, I Mass Effect jogging back to the bathroom. <laughs> See, this, this is the thing about country people is that you, you can pretend to be stupid and everyone will always talk down to you, but you're just pretending. It's like, oh, you know, you get more if you pretend to be stupid. Right. That's true. So I, 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 yeah. I check the bathroom. It's still flooded. And I'm like, fuck, uh -huh. it's not coming yep. down. Yep. Okay, maybe yep. it's because of the toilet paper. I can fix this. So I take the stick. I just find a stick. And I take the toilet, the, the trash can, and I start scooping out the gross-ass toilet paper water, the toilet, pa toilet paper, into the trash can. What kind of Listen, stick? Like, just a long stick. Just a long-ass stick that I just found. Outside? Yeah! I just, like, I just grab the stick, and I'm like... No, no, it wasn't a stick. But it was a steel, a steel pipe thing that I found. That I'm sure, that I sure belonged to something, honestly. You know, and I'm like, this is what I'm gonna it was use. Like some construction so I just, work. Yeah, the I, I'm gonna use this, and I just went burp, 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 and then I took the fucking pipe and I threw it in the trash can. No one's ever gonna find that pipe ever again. I'm sorry, Mr. Construction Worker, or whoever it belongs to. Threw that shit away, like on the, the the fucking bag, into like a dumpster, all the way across the fucking school, so I couldn't be tied to the evidence. And I'm like, okay, now that there's no toilet paper in the bowl, it's gonna come down naturally. Go back, give class. Come back two hours later. I check. It's still flooded, motherfucker. I'm like, no, no. Actually, I come back two hours later, and the water has gone down. And I'm like, okay. okay. It's yeah. just a gross mess mm -hmm. now. So I just need to flush it. Mm -hmm. So then I grab the... <laughs> I, grab, I, grab, I grab the trash can. You know, Listen, shut you up. Know, you shut know up. You know shut up. The toilet paper doesn't flood. The toilet bowl doesn't flood. Yeah, Listen just, to me. So I just take the trash can and fill it up I with don't water. To to I fill it up with water again. And it's I flush noise. it. But it doesn't flush. The water just rises again, bro. And I'm right, just hey, like, hey, why? Hey, hey, so you, you know you, Hey, Rel, you know what noise rock is, Jay? It's like the human definition of noise rock. Because it, it's just a constant just stream. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? Why would I do that? Why would you do it? Why, why am I, being, I so stupid? Why, why is it being friends with people like means that you become intimately aware of how they shit and all their shit. But like this is insanely dumb. It had fixed the problem had fixed itself and I'm like, oh I gotta make sure it looks presentable and then I just fucking clogged it again, motherfucker. Why would I do that? So hang on, because there's not I, I leave the bathroom and Ariana, love friend of the show, we love her. Physical education teacher. Six times. She sees me in the in the hallway, I'm like panicking. And she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, you don't know. I, I don't know how to express this to you, but I fucked up so bad in that bathroom and I don't know what to do. And she's like, it's like, okay. And I kind of like explained to her and she's laughing her ass off. And she's like, well, just leave it like that. It'll come down after a while. And I'm like, okay, hang on. So I run into the bathroom and I open the door and I see that they have like, like the janitors, they sign when they clean. And mm -hmm. I'm checking the pattern of how often they clean. And I'm like, fuck, they're going to clean it tomorrow at 6 a.m. This is not going to work. I can't leave it like this. So I run out of the bathroom and I'm like, I don't know. We have to do something now. Like we have to do something right now. And she's like, okay, well, we're going to have to go get a plunger. 
and I know mm. has a plunger, but we're gonna have to ask. And I'm like, I can't just go to this person and ask for a plunger. They're gonna fucking know. And this kid walks up to us like, teacher, teacher. I'm like, fuck off, kid. And he's like, ah, and he like runs away. <laughs> like I swear to God, this is all <laughs> happening. And um, and she's like, okay, I'll go with you. And I'll tell her that we need a plunger. I won't say for who. It's going to confuse the person because there's two of us, you know. She's not going to know who the plunger is for. And I'm like, I can't let you take one for the team. She's like, no, no, we're going there. We're just we're just going to confuse her. We're going to gaslight her into not knowing what the plunger is for. We'll just say it was flooded. It was flooded mm -hmm. already and you got to poop so bad and we got to figure it out. So we go. We walk to the office to the to the person who knows where the plunger is, and we're laughing the whole way because we just can't hold it in. We open, we enter the office, we, we stop. We open the office door, and the the woman looks at us like that, and we just immediately go <laughs> like into her, like just at her face. We sit down, and I'm just uncontrollably laughing, and and I, and I was like, we we need we need a plunger, and I just can't stop. And now the lady's laughing too, and Ariana's laughing. We're all and I and it's obvious it's me because I haven't talked. I just sat down, and I just started laughing. <laughs> Whatever. At this point, at this point, all the embarrassment that could possibly happen has happened. I've already surrendered to the fate. The lady leaves to go get the fucking plunger. This lady comes back with a plunger that's this big. It's like all the way up to here. I swear okay. to God. Yeah. Like the stick is this big. Bro, you can cut I'm this. Like, yeah. I can use it as a walking stick. Yeah, just, just cut all this out. I'll do that. Okay. <laughs> she just comes in laughing her ass off. And she's like, here. And I'm like, oh, you son of a fucking bitch. I can't believe you're doing this to me right now. So I had to walk through the whole fucking school with all the kids with a plunger that's almost my height. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. And there's no way to fucking hide it. And I guess you're like, oh, what's that for? And I'm like, none of your fucking business. And I just keep walking. He's like, oh, what happened with the bathroom? He's like, you don't want to fucking know. And I just keep, oh my God, it was the fucking worst, dude. It was so bad. There's videos of like, there's pictures of the plunger because we had to take pictures of the plunger. I'll find it. I'll post it on the Instagram later. But like, yeah. <laughs> That's what time that's is my poop story. <laughs> that, uh, that's uh, there. That's about fifteen minutes of my life that I will never get yeah. back. Yeah, under yeah. poop story. I hope it was a little funny at least. <laughs> it was good. It was. Um, I was amused. Thank I was you. Very amused, yes. We can wrap oh, it up with that. There's nothing that bad with asking for a plunger my guy the plunger was five feet tall that's my fine dude. so so what it's jay a, just just get a plunger you you made the situation jay this is they your know bed. i'm you a serial shitter now <laughs> everyone fucking knows it in the school i work there and doesn't they know well, there goes the serial shitter you know like oh just because you asked for a plunger doesn't necessarily you did you know it doesn't mean that you did the deed yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. nobody will go oh you know, oh, he must Jay have the, again. the plunger or not. Jay fucking fucked it all up. You know, the worst part is I that just, there was I, someone else karma. who had seen me panicking before the, the Ariana saw me panicking and it was like mm. someone else who cleans and shit. He's like, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But she's like, she kept seeing me go back and forth in the bathroom. So I think 
Listen, they know. They know I'm a serial shitter. We 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 could have reviewed the Batman in this time it took <laughs> for you to tell me how you couldn't just ask for a fucking plunger and you made the situation yeah, but worse. This, this is funny means. though. Anyways, let's call it a day. Wow, how long has it been? Three hours? Yeah. It's a long one. Yeah, I mean, so I guess Well, thank you so much for coming. I really hope you had fun. And uh and your yeah, insights no, are always appreciated. You very Thank articulated, and we love that for you. Um, we love that for the show. Thank you. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, we'll probably bring you back at some point so we can talk about the Batman, actually. Um, yes, of course. I want to talk about the Batman. I fucking love that shit. Us. We could talk about the Batman alongside. Yeah, yeah, we could do like a hyper a hyper movie episode. Raul, sure. you have yeah, homework. A, you gotta watch those fucking movies with us. Gotta okay? watch, yeah. Movies. Um, I mean, I, I was hoping to watch everything everywhere. Oh, and the I want to watch everything movie. everywhere like, at once too, man. Yeah, like maybe. Yeah, yeah, we'll like figure it out. But, uh, but thank you no, so much. Be, uh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, of course. And of always, course. also, thank you so much for being here on a short notice. Um, guys, thank you for listening. We hope you had fun. You laughed, and we'll see you on our next episode. Bye. Peace out, y'all. Goodbye. I love you.